decide the topic from love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. I think I've gone too far with the eyelashes. Well, this is why you tune in on the Wednesdays. You get to see Blonde get experimental with uh, with lashes. You never get to see that on a Sunday. You know, once I got the magnetic eyeliner down, it was too late. Like once I put them on, I was like, <laughs> I, I have to show up like this. It's too late yeah. now. Ooh. Well, screenshot it while you got it because it's going away later. Anyway, definitely. Uh, w- welcome back to the college show. If you're new and you want to participate, the way the rules work are like this. There is a link to the Discord server on which we host the show for yet another week, inexplicably. Uh, hop in the Discord server 10 minutes before we go live. You can put your name in the roll call, and I will randomize the roll call uh, submissions, and then we'll go in that randomized order. Please keep your call to uh, two or three minutes as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers, and we'll get through as many as we can. We will stop and check in with Super Chat every half hour as well. And if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, or you're having trouble getting in live, send us an email. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line so we know that's what it's for, and we'll be happy to address those questions in the last half hour of the show. What's the chat verdict? Oh, every, what, everything that everybody is saying is, is correct. <laughs> Too much. You look like a streetwalker. All of these things are true. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. All right. It will never happen again. That's what I'll tell you. Um, and I will say, uh, people that are waiting, if uh, or you're in the waiting list, be sure to hop in one of the waiting rooms as well so I can pull you right in. But let's, uh, let's get right to callers because I've, I've been terrible with moving efficiently through callers lately. So I'm going to make an extra effort tonight and not real communism is up first mr not real communism or miss i shouldn't assume what's on your mind uh must have died of communism i assume <laughs> I'll give him a it second. is the leading cause of death yeah after coronavirus of course <laughs> uh let's see after that is jack chase jack chase make sure you uh, hop in the waiting room after that is rorschach okay all right here we go rorschach you there <laughs> hey how you doing doing well what's on your mind I was not expecting to go first tonight lucky you um i'm not actually i wasn't even looking at the roll call i didn't even get to look at it yet okay um i guess i'm on so i called last week um uh and uh talked about let's see what am i talking about oh my job right and then oh I, yeah this was the call about working at the was it the grocery store where people the where people yeah, yeah. call you a racist yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and then I, I kind of, I, so funny story. So I shouted out my Twitter as a joke. Mm-hmm. It's more than anything. I thought you would like cringe at it and be like, please don't do that. Mm-hmm. So, but then like you didn't. And I was like, oh, that's kind of nice of Matt. And then I was like, well, nobody's going to do anything. And I gained like 20 followers, which I had like cool. 50 followers. So I like almost doubled my count, which was hilarious. People want to follow the saga of the mistreatment yeah, of the grocery so, store man. Yeah. So I'm currently trying to do the balancing act between, um, uh, doing the balancing act between being able to tell the stories. And if somebody I work with finds it, <laughs> <laughs> not getting, yeah, 
you probably got to keep things general. You can't name names or right. even cite anything. Do you though? Specific. I mean, it's a matter of time before everybody gets caught. How many right. people are are you know tweeting under anonymous accounts or on Reddit or doing all sorts of stuff? It's like we've all got some skeletons in our internet history closet. Y'all, if you're trying to be if you're trying to be based on Reddit, you got another thing coming, guys. I mean, <laughs> oh, like, I know. I never got this? into I got Reddit from the. So I'm a practicing Catholic. I got banned from the Catholicism subreddit the other day for um, pointing out that you couldn't be Democrat and or and Catholic, and that That's people true. who said they were were people who said they were were supporting the demonic child sacrifice hmm. and uh, <laughs> I like should you. be should be ashamed of themselves. And they banned me for three days for being quote uncharitable. Oh. <laughs> Well, Catholics are very charitable, charitable enough to um, open the borders and let a bunch of people from other countries destroy our country. Oh, did he yeah, that was that was unfortunate. Um, yeah. So I was going to call the night. I was going to. Did you guys see did Matt? Did you see today the supposed letter that this Indian family got about a like a few um, people sent me this to my inbox? I saved it, but I haven't looked at it. Okay, I was going to read it because it's really short. It's okay. like probably not even worth a segment on the Sunday show. It's so oh, short. We love bad hoax hate letters, though. So so it's um, it's like really short. I'm just going to. So supposedly the story here is that this Indian family had this sent to their inbox, uh, their mailbox. Okay? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read this to you. And you tell me if this sounds like someone who's a native speaker or <laughs> someone who spoke Hindi and learned English. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm. It literally starts rather than like dear anything. It just starts assholes, mm-hmm. comma. Okay. <laughs> American citizens in IT industry and other professional fields have lost their jobs to many Indians and Chinese. We asked you to leave the country without further delay. We will have no choice but to shoot mercilessly at workplace, in community, on <laughs> pool, or on playground. <laughs> uh, that's, the, that's the whole thing. That's it. Is it thing. signed by it's anyone? Not, signed, very no, white man. Signature. No, signed Pajit. Yeah, it, there's like a title on it too that says "Return back to your country." Oh my god! Too bad that's fake. It's pretty based. The H1B visa is a oh. huge problem. <laughs> I was I was looking at this today, and like the guy who like it ended up on my timeline, and I was like, surely this guy is pointing out that this is obviously fake. And no, the guy was like, this is the kind of thing immigrants have to deal with. And I was oh like, oh my god. Did you read that? Like, that's clearly not written by what a bunch of speaker. BS. Imagine coming to this country, actually taking an American's job and then being like, why does everybody hate me so much? I need to get all this attention and write this fake note. Yeah. Like cash in so. double offensive. Get out of this country. <laughs> get out. Well, so I got to um, give you the boot. I'm going to do my job uh, okay. tonight. I'm feeling I'll talk like, to you later. I, like I'm going to. Thank you, man. Color. Have a good night. Oh, he's already out of here. Wow, you really inspired him. I didn't even have to give him the boot. He booted himself. These fake eyelashes are making me mean. Let's try not real communism again. Mr. Communism, you're up. You're ready. After that, the we got we got to circle back to Jack Jack Jace. If you can get that mic unmuted. You're good to go. And then after that is uh Joe Castaway. But you got to hop in the waiting room, guys. If you're uh, if you're uh, up in the call list, you got to hop in the waiting room so I can grab you. After that, we got Lamentations. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, go for it. Hey, guys. What's, what's on your <laughs> mind? How are you doing? I just wanted to talk about today. Uh, 
like what do you think this war is going to look like like we all know what's coming portland i think i think it's going to look like a lot of no show yeah it's going to look like that it's going to look like bad skirmishes between armed uh armed groups of friends basically is kind of how i see this yeah see this happening that's what scares me though like it did Americans fighting Americans doesn't ever seem like a good thing. Mm, well, I think it's going to have to happen at some point. Yeah. I don't know. I just... I, don't know. I was in the army. I, I'm used to having a uniformed enemy. When, when you got sure people in street clothes trying to fight people in street clothes, you're going to have more crossfires. You're saying that the Rosenbaum guy was killed by that Grosskreutz, not even the Rittenhouse? They're, how are they saying that? They're saying, uh, I don't know if it's true, but it's just what I've heard. They're saying that Grosskreutz was trying, was one of the guys who let a round off at Rittenhouse when he was running away. Well, someone did at, so the, someone did at the start. That was the first shot fired. And then the other thing yeah. people have noted, and maybe this is what you're getting at, is that per the, the investigative report or the statement of probable cause, Rosenbaum had a shot in his back. So yeah. I interpreted that to mean probably like one of the first hits from the rifle twisted him around and he took another one in the back. But some people are thinking he actually got shot from somebody else. Well, see what I heard. I, once again, I don't know how true it is, but I heard that there was a Rittenhouse only fired at four rounds that time, but five hit Rosenbaum. Okay. Well, you could go, we could go back in the video and count how many rounds Kyle shot. That should be pretty obvious. I thought it was four. We, yeah, that's that's what I've heard is that Rittenhouse only fired off four. As far as I can tell, it's only four. But, but it's, five rounds hit Rosenbaum. Does the report say five in Rosenbaum? From what I've read, it does. Okay, I'll have to I double check to that up real quick. Yeah, it's it's totally possible. Uh, if that's the I case, mean, it, I mean, my God, what? How much? How drastically would that change? Yeah. All of this narrative, probably not much. Actually, they'd figure out a way to twist it further. I don't know. I'm just I'm like I'm said like. I'm one of those guys. I, I'm glad Rittenhouse is alive. I'm glad he did what he did. I also question why a 17 year old kid was there in the first place. Yeah, I. Uh, you can. You can legally own firearm. He, so I'm. I don't have too much of an issue I'm, with it. I, I. I don't qualm the kid for for defending himself whatsoever. My kid is ever in that situation. I hope they do as good of a job. But I hope I'm not a stupid enough parent to let my kid go into a war zone. You know. Yeah. Has, has um. Have Kyle's parents or guardians or whomever is responsible for him? Have they said anything? I've not. I don't know who they are or, or anything uh, or any I've sort not of public heard anything statement about them whatsoever. All hmm. I've heard is that the mother drove him there earlier in the day. Okay. Oh, well, he was working earlier. In yeah, the day. yeah. That would yeah. make sense. She drove him to work. Uh, that's from what I've heard. I mean, once again, this is all Facebook articles and Google. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, did you have any more thoughts before we let you go in, in terms of what I'll, I'll toss your original question back to you in terms of how you think this is going to look if it happens? I mean, I'm just I'm scared of the day, man. I think you got a bunch of guys who have a lot more knowledge, a lot more experience with the guns versus a lot of guys who just want to go and pop rounds off at the way they think the enemy is. And I sure I think there's going to be a lot more dead Americans than there should be. I think that one side's going to be a lot. I don't know how to say it, really. I think that it's going to be bloody. See, I don't know. I, I could see a few more skirmishes like this, but by the time there's actual serious bloodshed, I would think that a lot of these people would kind of retreat to their more, I don't know, underground forms of warfare, like trying to undermine the other side through other means rather than just shooting at them. 
yeah. like digital I mean, warfare type stuff. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I see Portland, like the the, the what's it called, the Chaz. Mm-hmm. I call them the armed insurrectionists. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, at that point, that's when I think American arms should have been there and just wiping the streets. Hmm. Well, yeah, it's. Uh, I obviously don't want to see any more of these scenes, but it seems like they're increasing in frequency. And Portland rioted afterwards. They're still rioting in Portland, even after that shooting. So, well, it's like they're, they're, they don't even care about what they're rioting about anymore. Yeah, it's just... Jacob Blake showed that. Yeah, go wreck some shit. Okay. But hey, you guys have a great night. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. Stay safe. Okay. Um, not real communism. You can chime in whenever you're ready, if you can hear me all right. Up next, we got... Uh, let's see. Lamb and Tate. No, Joe Castaway. Oh my God. These are unbearable. <laughs> How hard are they to like put on a remove? I, I'm not a great lash mind. It's, it's awful. Yeah. It's terrible. Joe Castaway. You're good to go. If you're ready. Hi guys. How are you? Hi. Ooh, uh, one of the rare female voices. Hey girl. <laughs> How are you? Good. How are you? We're doing good. Um, I know I called in before and I called in to talk about homeschooling and I know you guys had your feelings about that. Um, but I just want to know if you guys have reconsidered Guinness that, you know, along with the whole wave of woke nonsense that has been jammed down the school system this year, it's quite unbelievable. I don't think it's going to sustain. It's not going to be, you know, sustained in the public schools, but the sciences have been invaded to the point where it's kind of troubling and you can't even depend on the public schools to even teach your kids yeah. what male and female is. Well, and that's yeah. if they even have school. I mean, the thing that's going nuts around here and everywhere else, um, if you're going to have school, they're going to do it half time and then the kids have to wear masks and all this nonsense. So there, there's Absolutely. been a huge bump in parents pulling their kids out of schools around here. And I'm sure that's true around the country, too. Yeah, I've had a lot of conversations with friends who were, you know, they used to give me the side eye because I have four children and we homeschool all our children. But now, like, there's a lot of panic calls to me and to my other homeschool friends. So I just wanted to give you all a call and tell you guys or ask you guys if you would reconsider and um, just tell you you can do it. Oh. And it's really more important more than You ever. must have called a long time ago. Probably. I've been. I yeah. did. I did. It was a while, while back. I've been trying to convince my husband for a long time. I mean, I got him up to preschool. Like we're not sending our kid to preschool. So there's that. But um, I really just want to take them through, take my kids through college. Marry off my daughters when they're (laughs) 17. Yeah. (laughs) We were just, we we were actually considering, you know, looking at other families like, Hey, you've got a son. I've got a daughter. (laughs) Seriously. That's the way it used (laughs) to be. Like, some people have given us money for her college fund and i'm like you mean dowry because <laughs> absolutely not gonna happen yeah uh someone sent but, me um, in, res- in response to that conversation that we, we talked about arranged marriage prior someone sent me some data arranged marriage uh surprisingly successful actually yeah you would think it would have I think a, a massive lot of that failure is cultural rate. influence could be uh, that that kind of mandates that part of the patriarchy divorce. yeah yeah that you love blonde <gasps> part of the patriarchy yeah well, I, of course. But, um, Sorry, go ahead. I just, again, I just wanted to reiterate, like, it's more important, more than ever, that I think um, I went to public school. And I think it was really a real big reason why I was, like, a standard liberal, like, you know, a default liberal mm-hmm. yes. for a long time. 
it that just little bit of and it wasn't as crazy when we went to school i'm actually i'm 37 so I can't even imagine what's going on right now. There were going to be like little radicals running around. Yeah. I mean, my, I just can't even, <laughs> my biggest worry and hesitation has had been about properly socializing the kids. Cause all the homeschooled kids I knew, this is not a shot at homeschooled kids, but a lot of them that I knew were a little more socially weird. They were kind of like the weird kids, you know? But, yeah. Um, but how much of that is because is due to the fact that, families it, it was formerly less socially acceptable to homeschool your children and so it was a lot of weird families that were doing it yeah and so to me i mean even if that's the case which i don't know that it necessarily is but even if i were to say that that's the case what what is more likely in my current calculation that i could homeschool or and or private school my kids at an institution i really trust and properly socialize them with an, an with some sort of group of parents who are like-minded or that i could actually have them successfully educated at a place that is dead set on indoctrinating Marxist views into their brains. I mean, I'll take the risk of socialization over Marxist indoctrination right now. For sure. I mean, I think the best thing you can do right now is homeschool your kids. The second best thing, if you have a spouse that's highly resistant to it inexplicably, <laughs> uh, is to move somewhere where the paradigm is going to be largely far right conservative and anything outside of that box is going to be viewed as weird and socially unacceptable hmm. um the problem there though is that you've always got infiltrators did you have you been watching tucker this week uh, i haven't uh he had somebody on okay. some i'm not either you haven't either uh he had some brought on from no. the post-millennial and she was talking about how t all these Marxist teachers are pissed off that parents can listen into Zoom calls because they're finding out their yes. like, third grader is being taught critical race theory and shit. And yes. uh, that's what happened to her. And she's like, I had no freaking idea that this was going on. Um, and some school in Kentucky made parents sign some kind of waiver that they would not listen in to the Zoom calls. And it's like, mm, we have to be really careful. It's like if you're going to send your yes. kids to public school, you know, sometimes you might need to wire them up to make sure that they're not being right. taught some horse shit or just homeschool. Okay. So for Matt, I just want to let you know about the, you know, the socialization thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's not as bad as it used to be. Sure. There's like thousands of homeschool groups that you can, if you, what you mean by socialization is how to interact with other people. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. I just don't want, yeah. I don't want kids that are too isolated. Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. That's, it's, they're as isolated as you want them to be. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it is up to you more than anything else. And unfortunately, you know, that's it is that's the hard part, trying to get your kids into stuff. But, you know, I, my kids do baseball and they do all this stuff. Sure. Um, but that's on us. And it is on me as their mother and, and my husband, as their father, to rear our kids in the way we see fit. Of course. And awkwardness used to be adulthood. Back in the day, I don't know, teenager, being a teenager wasn't really a thing, you know, like a mm. hundred years ago. Yeah. And so when you see these kids, they're more, they have a lot more responsibility. And so they're a little bit more solemn is what yeah. I, as I observe. So all right, I want to let you go. Sure. They... But I just want to encourage everybody, including you guys, you guys can do it if you want to. Well, there, and if I, whether or not I put my mind to it, these people are going to force me to, I think yeah. so. You, you have odd allies in them, actually, because they're convincing me every day. Thank well, you, and uh, well, all the best to your family. Oh, you too. Y'all have a good night. You as well. Yeah. Let's see. Lamentations is up next.
Lamentations, you there? Hey, yeah. What's on your mind? Um, well, I uh have been kind of pondering um kind of why the left has no ability to tell itself no. Uh, <laughs> um aside from, you know, just being degenerate. Um, and I think a lot of it stems from the fact that nobody has really written down the principles of the left. There is no Bible of leftism. There's, you know, an endless number of books that they've written, mm-hmm. generally because they want to, uh, you know, promote it on whatever show and then bash Trump. But they don't really have a, this is our core beliefs and this will stand true for I'd be I'd settle for a hundred years. Um, generally, you go back twenty years, and the edgiest lefty from there is now, you know, kind of embarrassing to them. They're they're kind of the old you know John McCain of the party. Um, you know, yeah. So I, I was well. I was about that. I was joking. I was thinking in my head, or uh, joking to myself, that maybe they're teetering toward the manifesto as their guiding document but even that i don't necessarily believe that these people are guided by some sort of um desire to unite workers and have some uh you know partnership of working people so that everybody prospers in the way that karl marx it's much more insidious than I, that. I think i think their only guiding principle is power period that is well, it power by any means marx also had an insidious philosophy that wasn't based in like i don't know good good doing or goodwill i think marx just decided that uh utopia he he said oh utopia would be great how can i write this book to get there yeah uh, which is very similar to what they do now yeah and I, that's interesting you put it that way because utopia is not an observation in nature utopia is an invention of the human mind and what i think is so key about American political philosophy or the founding philosophy is that it's, it is grounded in observation of the natural world. You can't start with an, a theoretical world that you want to achieve and try to craft it. I think you have to start with truths that are observable naturally and derive yeah. your political system from that. Uh, so maybe, maybe that's the heart of why they're so backwards. Maybe you've gotten to it. And we can't discount that perhaps Marx, this was just a manifestation of uh, his self-hatred because he had huge boils on his penis. Is that, is that true? Sex. I've never heard oh, of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> what, Engels talked about it, but he had these huge, giant, How would Engels boils know? Did penis. they experiment or did he just it, confide? It was just a horrible health condition that he had to live with this whole Some life. Some weird sure STD or he just, how did he get no, it? No, um, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it was an STD, but he, he did he did have you guys should look uh, i'll it google right it carry on i want to now i'll google it. google mark's genital boil okay call it preemptive divine retribution carl he marx plagued was coming and wanted to get it in first 1867 plagued by painful genital boils looks legit yeah my whole person is clogged up for days <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he couldn't bang and he was just physically uh grotesque and then he's like uh I will create a philosophy that will destroy the whole world. <laughs> Pretty good job on yeah. that front. Uh did you have more thoughts about about that? I I share I uh, <laughs> not about the boils but about the philosophical void. Cuz I I certainly share your view. I'd like to understand anybody even with whom I disagree if you can explain to me your first principles and your fundamental values, I'll respect that view generally. But I, yeah, for these people, I don't even know what their first principles are. 
I think it all boils down to nice. They think nice is a virtue. No pun um, intended. It's boiling not. Down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally unintentional. <clears throat> I'm not that clever. All right. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'm sorry I've imparted that knowledge on everybody. Uh, I've never I've never known that. I'm not a great Marx scholar, but uh, I've I've you know I had to read the manifesto. I think he had but... kids, so he must have developed them later in life. Hmm. Let's try tank causes tank boils on penis. Oh hey, what's on your mind? This is my first time calling in. Oh well, um, thanks for calling, Matt. You're the one. Uh, I'm the guy that you hooked up with with Bill Marineko for the podcast. Oh, cool. How's it going with you guys? Oh, it's good. We just we just streamed. Oh, sorry. I forgot. Um, uh, obligatory, Matt. You're looking super sexy tonight. And uh, Blonde, you exist, I guess. So, <laughs> Thank you for reversing for once. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the stream's going good. But actually, um, the reason why I called in is because several months ago, I sent you an email me- or question about prostitution versus... Um, like internet porn, basically. Do you remember? I I don't. Vaguely. I don't. That's, that's fine. No, that's fine. Um, so I, basically, what I had said was, is that I feel like society has had prostitution forever, mm-hmm. and internet porn is new, mm-hmm. and it seems to be a bigger problem for us, for our society, than prostitution ever was. And um, I just kind of wanted to clarify on it because a lot of people were saying, you know, that prostitution is super degenerate, and it is. Um. But I still feel like that it's something, you know, our society was able to handle, I guess. Um, and I think that porn is ultimately going to prove to be a bigger problem. Hmm. What, what do you think about that? Well, I guess you'd have to define the problem. And I don't I don't come to the table thinking that either are generally right. forces for positivity. But I would see. The, oh, for sure. I, yeah. would, I would see sure. the the problem with both as different things like um you you could argue that that both share the same moral problem of distracting you from what would be a healthier purpose for your life which is which is finding a lifelong partner with whom yeah. to build a family and all that but the dangers of prostitution are or there's a lot more biological health angles on that the dangers of pornography i think are are more like um wasted time distraction uh unhealthy expectations for women that sort of stuff so yeah I- I think for me, it's it's just you see a lot of men that you, you, in the past, I presume anyway, because I've never lived in a society where prostitution was completely legal or anything. But in the past, it seemed like men, you know, they get all the sexual frustration. They go out, they bang it out quite literally. Mm-hmm. And then and then, you know, now we got dudes that are just well to say I've never heard of anyone being addicted to prostitution in the way that people have become addicted to pornography. Mm. Only because it's uh, expensive. I mean, yeah, there's but little- they're it's a trade-off. Like you have a psychological right. addiction to pornography, but right. you're not going to get anybody pregnant. You're not going to contract any right. STDs. You're not going to give any STDs to your wife. Oh um, well, yeah. I, I'm definitely not saying if you're, if you're married, you should be out banging hookers or anything. I'm talking, I'm talking more like, you know, young men who don't have a lot going on or whatever. You know, you get, you get sexually frustrated as men often do when they're younger and they're early, whatever. And they yeah. go, they bang hookers and that, uh, you know, that has its problems. I'm definitely not saying it's a utopia or anything. Um, but the well, our stream tonight was actually we we're talking about simping and these guys that get yeah super caught up. Yeah, super caught up and it's like sending money to these well, know, I, hoes on. I do think Instagram. that is um I do think that that gets 
particularly dangerous and damaging because I, I think there's a, a lot of a large percentage of those guys who are simulating a relationship at that point yeah. and kind of deceiving themselves yeah. into believing this chick cares about them or or, or uh, has some sort of relationship with them. Yeah, but porn isn't going to ruin you for a future good woman. Like if if you dated a modern millennial man or millennial woman and you were like, oh, I used to be really into porn. I'm not, I don't do it anymore. She'd be like, okay, I can get over that. If you were like, I used to fuck a bunch of hookers, she'd be like, oh, I, I'm out. Yeah, but, I, but how many guys do you know that actually get over porn? I feel like a lot of the guys that get really deep into it, they're still into it. Like I know dudes in their Tons 40- of right-wing dudes um, have have had porn addictions they, they've overcome and talk about it on their channels. God bless them, I guess. Hmm. Oh, Jesus. Re- real quick before we let you go, if you could summarize why you th- why porn is more dangerous than prostitution in just uh, like a paragraph, what would it be? What is the particular danger that is distinct? Just so I'm, I'm clear well, on your thinking. Well, it's not that I think it's more dangerous per se. Mm. It's that, that I kind of describe this concept of the Lindy effect, which is basically anything that's non-perishable that's existed for a long time will likely exist longer in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and since, you know, prostitution has been this somewhat of a staple in society forever, I feel like it's that in itself shows that it's less dangerous than this very new concept we have that these men are getting drastically and, you know, irredeemably addicted to in a lot of cases. Yeah. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. So, uh, yeah. thanks for the, thanks for the thoughts. And I'm glad to hear yeah, that you thanks. guys have been able to, uh, start up a project together. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. Have a good night. All right. Thanks. Let's see. Um, actually we're due for a break. Why don't we take a break and we'll come back to it. Come back to Do I hear the baby contra- no. contrary Christian. Um, okay. Uh, over on D live ETC says happy Halloween blonde. Just wishing you a <laughs> very happy Happy, happy Halloween. It's really bad. I thought maybe it would translate to the screen, but it's not. Do my you, eyes itch so much. This is so not worth I it. I guess I don't I notice. Do you usually do that much face. lash stuff or do you not? Uh, no. Yeah. Normally I just put mascara on, but mm. then I, I got all bored with my, cause I, I have to nurse like late at night. And so I've gotten into like mm. buying stuff on Amazon that I shouldn't be buying. And so sure. I'm, like, I'm going to get these magnetic lashes and two of the ones look pretty good. They're pretty natural. Oh yeah, you're telling me about that. the The technology of magnets really in doing that is pretty cool, actually. I did a lot of research. It's not unsafe. It sounds unsafe, hmm. but it's not. Anyway, so uh, I want to try the the bigger one. Real quick, just a couple on Streamlabs. Phil says, "Am I the only one who thinks blondes fake lashes bring out the Asian side?" I don't know. I think it, I look like a real round eye. Mostly, I just look <laughs> surprised and crazy. And Mike Dewine, shit eating grin, says, "For those who didn't hear." The federal judge who wrote the majority opinion on the repeal of the magazine ban in California is supposedly a legit rooftop Korean Kenneth K. Lee. I've heard I've heard conflicting stories about this. I've heard that he was like a a guy who lived there at the time and is kind of inspired by the rooftop Koreans. And I've also heard that he was legit one of the rooftop Koreans. But if he was one of them, I think he had to be pretty young at the time. Like he was a teenager at the time. Something like that. Maybe. Didn't they employ their families? It, he definitely could have been. I don't know. So if anyone has definitive facts on that, I would like to know. But um, as far as I know, I, I guess there's no update on that story. In theory, the state of California can appeal that to the Supreme Court. I hope they do. And I hope the Supreme Court upholds Heller and says, yeah, things in common use are protected by the Second Amendment. That's the ideal outcome. But do I trust even do I trust even the Gorsuch's and the Kavanaugh's to do that? 
No. Maybe you don't want him to take the case and just let I the, guess uh, not. Let the uh, California, let the Ninth Circuit decision stand. Oh, um, are you good? Yeah. We have a big ass donation. Wow. Big ass donation. Probably because I look like a whore. But <laughs> Dying Light of the West. Huge donation. Thank you so much. Thank you. Very much appreciate it. I am not going to be niggardly. Um, I don't mean to drag you down with me. This is not because I look like a whore. I'm sorry. (laughs) Simping for blonde confirmed. Uh, No, no, no. Um, (laughs) He or she. Yeah. He hasn't called in, has he? Uh, I, uh, the name is, I know we've had chats from this person before, but I don't know. I'm going to assume that it's a bloke then. Um, this was the tragic fallacy which brought on the decadence and collapse of the democracies of the 20th century. Those noble experiments failed because the people had been led to believe that they could simply vote for whatever they wanted hmm. and get it without toil, without sweat, without tears. Ain't that the truth? And I think that we're really seeing now. Um, I mean, South Park was on this a long time ago. Right? Yeah, just election between the turd sandwich. And I remember a douche and a turd <laughs> yeah, sandwich. That's right. Um, we're really seeing that now. It's like as long as people feel like voting is going to allow them to exercise some element of control in this post-collapse society, uh, people are going to continue doing that. But really, this is all clearly a farce. And I think that that is the biggest benefit of coronavirus. We can all see now like, oh, we don't have any political power as individuals, even as communities, I don't think. Yeah. And, and to the heart of the quote, too, just voting for stuff is a very dangerous and destructive proposition. You have to remember every time you're doing that, you are essentially voting for someone else to give you something at gunpoint, effectively. I am entitled to a piece of your property at gunpoint by virtue of simply existing. And I'm not saying there should be no safety net that we can't be somewhat practical about this, but the further we go down this path of voting for stuff, the more we are authorizing the legalized theft of your fellow citizen. And that's a, that is a recipe for conflict yep uh das pooch i've been disappointed with the lack of milf jokes since the baby arrived <laughs> step it up people no don't don't do i that. think that we've only heard like one didn't we hear one on sunday and that was about it yeah i mean the whole concept of a milf is something that feminists made up to make themselves like feel better after their baby destroys their body but like there is nothing less sexy than a postpartum body everybody needs to stop acting like it's fine it's well, gross I, I look forward to finding out one day <laughs> did you see the picture Katy perry posted though no i did not i do not oh, follow good. Katy perry unfortunately good for Katy perry i can't believe i'm saying this because i think she's an actual satanist that might bathe in virgin blood <laughs> um but she did post a picture of her i uh, like postpartum in all of the postpartum glory and like that is what a, a woman looks like after she's had a baby you should look it up is it her first kid I, I don't know is it yeah okay fine i'll look it up is it naked no Ugh. she's in her underwear but that's a, what a woman looks like after she gives birth she still looks six months pregnant um yeah i mean she doesn't look that bad but it's um it's a little sad sa- it's a little she saggy, gained like 100 no pounds <laughs> 100 pounds so. yeah yeah, I mean, I was expecting it's, it's worse rough. though. Actually, the worst thing is the hair. The worst thing is the like mm-hmm. feminist haircut. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Um, Saint says, Matt and cheap French harlot. <laughs> I'm glad I tuned in live. Yeah, that's that's fair. As, like the second that I hear my baby crying, like I'm ripping these suckers off. And a ch says, thoughts on Proud Boys going to Portland. In my opinion, bad timing. All the left needs is a narrative filled with in their rights. Let them drown themselves. 
Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of mixed reviews on the show on Sunday because I was telling people like, is it worth it to be going into the, and everybody, a lot of people were like, of course it's worth it. We're, you know, defending American soil, but you have to think about if it's worth it for you, for you and your family, not like, do I have too much to lose? But, you know, um, people need to be doing a cost benefit analysis here. And I know it's cynical, but it, the optics argument is, I think, valid. Well, there's certainly I they've the, the the that story is already gone from the news cycle. I, I was amazed, not even, not amazed. It's fully expected, but it was mentioned for all of five seconds on the morning news shows on Monday. Nobody really cares about this. It does not fit the narrative. All the coverage was exactly what you had hated about the New York Times and the Washington Post, which is like pro-Trump people got in a skirmish with counter-protesters and someone got shot. It's just ambiguous like that. So um, I, if I'm going to, I'm going to have to make a choice on this. I'm always going to stand with the right of free Americans to exercise their free speech rights. 100%. I'm not going to, uh, to go back on that to the practicality argument that you're making though. Uh, in this environment, what effect did it achieve? And I don't know if we want to judge it by the effects. You could judge it by the principle or judge it by the effects. If you want to go on the effects, I would have to concede that at least this one particular instance did not produce much positive effect for the life that was lost. Just a cost benefit analysis, even though I think the principle is more important than the cost benefit analysis. I can't deny the cost is massive and the benefit is pretty minimal. And I can't, I'm not saying that people don't have a right to do this. Obviously you have a right to do this. Um, But I'm just saying, I mean, like look at Kyle Rittenhouse and then uh, Jay Bishop. It's like, the same story with different outcomes. Hmm. It's like th- this is not going to go well. I don't know how it could end favorably for you. Yeah. Bummer all around. Uh, a latest on our internet skeletons. Imagine what Google knows about us after more than a decade of internet use. I bet Google knows more about me than I know about <laughs> myself. I know because at least you forget things. Um, yeah. But the, the, it's reassuring to me that everybody has this issue every single person that's ever used the internet has used it for some embarrassing purpose yeah that's true um if you could see my search history oh (laughs) the diseases i've worried about uh last one for right now laurel uh the oath keepers say the murder of jay danielson in portland was that his name what did i call him jay bishop uh i can't i can't remember his name i know his name his jay was a nickname i think his first name was actually andrew or something like that but jay was a nickname. wow did i did i misidentify the victim on sunday's show i don't know did you it it, it was in the i put it up from the new york post so the article was on screen maybe you had the jay name. bishop is the freedom patriot prayers guy i think oh well, let's look it up we got google at our disposal uh let's see oregon live article jay yeah disturbing video that jay bishop was shot dead jay bishop yeah i see the name jay bishop laurel says it's jay aaron danielson well, let's see that it's an alien an alien yeah maybe it was because now yeah it's not andrew it's aaron but According yeah the or- to joey gibson the oregonian know. reports aaron danielson so jay bishop must have been some kind of uh nickname alias whatever but but that's not uh- wrong i don't think Okay, good. I was like, that is a terrible mistake to have made. Uh, Okay, the Oath Keepers say the murder of J.J. Anderson in Portland was the opening shot of the Civil War and has now begun. Do you agree? Uh, Yes, but I kind of think that it was Kyle Rittenhouse. 
Yeah, they're almost concurrent events, anyhow. You know, like if this were, there, were they were what, like two days apart? Or yeah, something? just a few. I think Kyle was Tuesday night. That was Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Laurel. Let's uh, let's hop back into calls. And next up is Contrary Christian. Contrary Christian, you're good to go if you're ready. Get that mic unmuted. We got Red Mage Revel up after. You're good to go if you're ready. Ah. Hello? Yes, you're you're set. If you can get that stream muted, you're good to go. Yep. Okay. How's it going, guys? Doing well. How are you? Actually, I guess I shouldn't say that. Everyone always has to say that. (laughs) What's that? I wasn't going to, but then I get here. Sure. Um, so, uh, Bond, how's, uh, your experiences with the church now? We haven't uh, really talked about it much recently. Yeah. You mean b- because I haven't been to confession in like three months and subsequently haven't gone to church. I'm pretty sure that they're social distancing still within the pews. Oh. And I honestly don't know if they're giving communion. I might be wrong about that. But as long as any coronavirus measures are being taken at church, I'm like, I'm not. I'm not going. Also, mm. my baby's really young, like really young. So I'm think I'm going to wait another month and then see, and then reevaluate and then hopefully start going then. Oh, that's right. I wasn't thinking about that. The things you don't think about when you don't have uh, babies. <laughs> so, um, okay. Um, were you still questioning uh, what the point of confession is or? No, uh, confession's been very, very helpful for me. Although I, um, I just have been unable to like absolve myself <laughs> in this. You know, I always pray like, please show me that you forgive me, show me that you forgive me. Mm. But um, I think that I'm kind of well, hung normal. up on it's it. Normal. <laughs> yeah, but it's also a a mortal sin to think that you've done something that God can't forgive you for. That's not going to excommunicate you. Like in the grand scheme of things, my sins are pretty trivial. So I'm just going to have to, to get over it. Like this is a weird hang up I have. Well, um, let me guide you to the book of Ephesians, Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Um, it's a really, uh, kind of deals with, um, a lot of that. And, um, the, uh, there's a book by Watchman Nee, which talks about it and he calls it sit, walk, stand. And it's really um, a good uh, motto for what that book is about. And so the first half, he talks about who we are in Christ and um, talks about us being seated in heaven now, you know, as saved souls. And then the second part is since we're have this, you know, um, standing with it, with God, we need to walk in a way that's worthy of his name being called. And then, um, and the last part is, uh, the last half of the last chapter, it's put on the whole armor of God so you can stand before the, um, the Satan. So anyway, um, thought you might get something out of uh looking through that i will thank you so much i really appreciate that mm-hmm. all right well well thanks for the thoughts anything before we let you go uh 
No, I guess not really. All right. Well, thank you for your call. All right. Have a good night. See you later. Um, listen to this bullshit. I just pulled up the uh, the website for my church. Um, can't shake hands or hug at the sign of the peace. You can't hold hands during the Lord's Prayer. No distribution of the precious blood at the at this time. So you can get the body, but not the blood of Christ. And only clergy will distribute the body of Christ. Masks are available at all entrances. So I assume masks are mandatory, although it doesn't say that. Um, they removed all prayer cards from the pews and a distance of six feet must be maintained between individuals in the pews. Okay. <laughs> all right. Like I, I'm, How? I'm sorry. Like I I'm Catholic and I know I need to be going to church and everything. And I love my church and I love my priest. I don't know if this, I'm sure he does not agree with this, but, um, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. Hmm. Uh, not, I, I'm going to church for the communion so that I can receive the body and blood of Christ and God doesn't want a virus that is not going to kill me or my child to prevent me from getting communion. This is bullshit. Um, I also don't want to be six feet from the person next to me. How, what's, what's the point? When you were going prior, how well attended is this church? Really well attended. So that Every, it, was used, it was full. Okay, yeah. so it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like there was a lot of space to work with anyway. I wonder yeah. how they're managing that then. What if you got more people who want to get in than you can accommodate with the social distancing? Overflow seating is available in the mission house. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but um, maybe they do that. Some, a lot of places, I don't know about churches, but a lot of places they'll put you in some like side room and give you a broadcast of what's happening. I don't know. I don't know if they're doing that. But. And why shouldn't I just live stream it from my bed? Yeah. I don't think, think God would understand on that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Red Mage is up next. Red Mage, you there? Hello? Yeah. What's on your mind? Hold on one second, guys. Sure. I'm not getting anything on. Uh, Playback, two seconds, I'm sorry. Sure. Can you hear me now? Yeah, loud and clear. Sorry about that. No problem. Um, how are you guys doing tonight? I just want to say that I only think that Pelosi is a devote uh, Catholic for the wine. <laughs> I forgot that she's Catholic, yeah, or Catholic in name at least. Sure. Yeah. Let, let's call it that. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I wanted to... Real quick, uh, just go over. Uh, has anyone seen the uh, Facebook uh, updated terms of service? I saw that right. they're going to update, but I did not look at the fine print. What are the terms? What are the actual new terms? Well, this this is the big uh, head that's going around. Uh, the update to Section 3.2, which who cares about that? Uh, we can remove or restrict access to your content service or information if we determine that so reasonably necessary to avoid or mitigate adverse legal or regulatory impacts to Facebook. So if you say anything, I don't know if that's making them more of a publisher status then saying, Hey, if you post something that we are liable for, yeah, we're, that, we're cutting that. Right that out. reads like they're expecting that, you know, that reads yeah. like they're expecting to become publishers. Uh, per so, per uh, two thirty federal law, right, right. I wonder if that's the case. I wonder if they can you could they self declare that? Could I guess? Couldn't they just say like, no, we're a publisher now, uh, so we're going to behave accordingly. We also we're going to open ourselves up to lawsuits potentially, but to counter that, we're just going to censor everything off of Facebook, right. such that the individual user basically has no freedom there anymore at all. But I mean, and then of course you're um, then left to hey, you know, 
stay in a bubble or, you know, lose all your pitchers because that's always important. Yeah, I suppose. I think that's a good point. Maybe I want to go through and like recover all any and all like old pictures I may not have local storage of because who knows what's going to happen with Facebook. Yeah, I I just I just had to do that myself, so hmm. I wanted to spread that little nugget of knowledge out for people. Well, and the other future. thing, the other thing you notice about this update, not that it's that unusual for these websites to update their terms at really any time. They they sometimes do it multiple times a year. But uh October 1st. I mean, what not that that's unusual, but it's a month out in front of the election. This October, trust me, if we thought uh the the first 3 quarters of the year were insane, October is when the dial really gets turned. We're going to see depths yeah. of insanity that we haven't even thought of yet. I guarantee they have so many tricks still up their sleeves. We have not even had a whiff of, and I'm sure. No, no, this can't be true. I'm sure October 1st is not just a, a date of happenstance. I'm sure that's well, on purpose. Well, I mean, if you think about it with like the, what was that? The Chicago riots, those uh, females were uh, Facebook living. their uh exploits Mm. and uh i mean i i mean i can i can kind of see it that you know hey you know you're literally committing crime on facebook live like but we have to keep allowing that because that's how they get caught that's the best part (laughs) yeah Yeah. we have hilarious video footage to talk about on sundays yeah exactly I, i don't want that to stop I mean, Remember, I mean, I mean, I'm just trying to play the other side. Like, well, yeah, but you, you know, think even what is the benefit. Well, think even the the Chicago kidnapping. What three years ago? Remember when they kidnapped that like mentally? I think he had a yeah. mental condition, like a, a he, yeah. somebody with a mental disability. They kidnapped him and like cut him and said fuck white people and fuck Donald Trump. That whole incident. I don't think Facebook ever had any kind of liability for that. And quite honestly, I would never advocate for the 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 platform to have liability for some moron broadcasting their crime on it i don't think that's facebook's fault i think that's the fault of the kidnappers you yeah. also had had that one um I'm, I'm trying to think what it was it was one mentally ill man who was videotaping and he uh rolled down his window to a random stranger and just shot him i don't know I if don't, i ever saw that I, I, also, I think that was in Cleveland. I mean, don't forget the Christchurch shooting was live streamed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just kind that's of, um, nice. you wonder, yeah, you wonder if maybe live streaming itself is just going to get so heavily cracked down upon that it's kind of a privilege reserved for the approved few rather than a feature open to anybody. Hmm. Well, thank you for the uh, info. Keep an eye out. Not, not a problem at all. You guys have a wonderful night. You as well. You too. I forgot about this name ovary smasher and not just any ovary smasher ovary smasher 69. Oh, Hey guys. Holy shit. What's on your mind? Uh, wow. Well, this never thought I'd actually get in here. Um, well, I guess first of all, I'll say it's, it's weird to be talking to you guys. Cause I've been listening for, you know, two plus years and. Oh, well, thanks Matt, personally. Yeah. Thanks for Sorry. calling in. And I've, I've yeah, definitely you- noticed the name before, but I guess, yeah, we probably haven't, we haven't spoken yet. No, I was listening to the Colin show where I got in for like half a second uh, and then, you know, and then the show ended and I was getting ready for bed and I was like, God damn it. I ran over to my, <laughs> my wife. I was like, look at this. I almost made it. Yeah. Called one of my friends. It was funny. Well, thanks for your patience, man. What's on your mind? Yeah. Um, God, so many things. Uh, 
I guess, well, here, I'll tell you guys a story. So my wife and I just recently purchased our first home. Congrats. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guys. And, uh, and so the first thing I did was, you know, get on the Nextdoor app and, and you know, log into the neighborhood and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing mistake. I see. Mistake. There's your first mistake. <laughs> Nextdoor is right? the worst. Well, but what I did, though, is then I, then I went to the conservative group on Nextdoor and joined that. Because, right, I knew that, you know, it's probably a social media. They're all liberal. But, uh, yeah, the first thing I saw, the first post was a Black Lives Matter mural that they were trying to paint, like, literally down the street from my house. Are you comfortable sharing where this is? Like, just city or state? Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix, okay. Arizona. All right. Yeah. And so, so I got all riled up. I was upset about it. And then uh, I've never been one to like really participate in politics. I mean, I watch your guys' videos. I, I stay in touch there, but it's not like I've ever actually interacted with my local government. So I was like, you know what? I own a house now. I pay property taxes. Like maybe I should just kind of inquire and see what's going on. So this morning I uh, registered to speak on the black lives mural item that they had that they were discussing and then uh oh well, good for you yeah yeah man i you know, logged in did all the stuff yeah and then uh yeah right before they they went to the item they're like item number 19 we're pulling item number 19 and they just never talked about it so and i was just like what are they gonna do are they what? gonna prove it like behind closed doors or something you saw i'm not entirely sure hmm. because i was watching the meeting and then they said, oh, well, we're not talking about it anymore. Like one lady asked, are we going to talk about it later? And then they said no. And then a different guy later in the meeting said something to the effect of like they were going to talk about it next week. But then like, I, I, listen, I, I, I don't know much about all the different words and stuff that they use. And maybe I was getting confused with different phrases. But yeah, like one person said they weren't going to talk about it. The other person said they might talk about it next week. So I called the mayor's office and was like, hey, guys, I don't you know, understand what's going on. This was kind of a weird situation. I mean. I think it's kind of weird that you guys just pulled the, the item without like notifying anybody in the middle of the meeting, mm-hmm. but you know what's going on. And apparently there's some city ordinance that forbids them from being able to make any sort of mural on any sort of public property in the city of Phoenix. So she tried to, the mayor's office lady tried to tell me that I don't have to worry about it, but it still feels like you got the, yeah. Yeah. Like they're trying to, like they're trying to, I guess, just do it behind closed doors because I think there was a lot of people this being kind of a conservative city that reached out and said they, you know, weren't fans of that. Well, you should, you should definitely, uh, first of all, I admire your, uh, your initiative to get involved in this sort of thing. Cause that's exactly what we have to start doing. And that's exactly what I'm lazy about. So <laughs> I, I have to do <laughs> exactly too. what you're doing. And so you're, you're taking a lead on that. So good for you. Um, I would, um, what I would say is, is you should check up on the, on whatever the governing, law is whether it's phoenix city code or whatever there that should be outlined somewhere a certain um public transparency requirement for the passage of anything significant like that so for example when they tried to do the when they originally tried to do the mask mandate here in gallatin county it got shut down by people raging and (laughs) protesting and (laughs) and all that but they tried to postpone it for later in the day and they tried to they originally tried to kind of backdoor it in the way you're describing, but because we have that sort of public transparency law, you can't actually reschedule a meeting for later the same day. You have to allow 48 hours. There's a whole bunch of stuff they have to do. So gotcha. ultimately it, it still went the wrong way or the way I don't want in the end, but they had to jump through way more hoops. And I bet in your case, there might be hoops that nobody's really keeping a watchful eye on. And all it takes is yeah. one guy like you to show up at the meeting and say, uh, 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 and point to the line and yeah. suddenly you've created 
they love creating hoops for you to jump through. So yeah. if you have 10 oh minutes to create God. a hoop for them, have at it. Uh, yeah. It would make me so happy. It was so unbelievably difficult to like get information about it. Like, yeah. so the, I first saw it on the next door app, like two weeks ago, I called the mayor's office to confirm that was really a thing. They answered the phone. Hey, this is Meryl, whatever her name is. I can't say it. Yeah. And then, you know, I asked my questions and then I called back a few days later to kind of confirm some of the things that I wanted to ask and like, you know, get a little more information on what they were going on. And then the answer was, hi, are you calling about the Black Lives Matter mural? I was like, oh, okay, so they must have been getting a lot of calls yeah. the last few Good. days. Yeah. Good. And then, and then I called back as of like last Thursday and they just stopped answering and I couldn't get them on the phone for Thursday, Well, they probably Friday, were getting Saturday. so many calls about it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But yeah, I couldn't, couldn't even get them back on the phone until I don't know how this happened to work out. Maybe it's just chance. I called them after the council meeting and all of a sudden that was the first time they had answered in like four days. And I was just like, what? What are the chances that I like you guys didn't answer your phone for the last five days? Yeah. Like obviously just we're like, you know what, fuck that. Stop fielding calls. We don't want to listen to it. Yeah. And then immediately when the council meeting's over, I can get through to you on the first ring. That's just so weird. Very odd. All right. Yeah. Well we'll keep at it, man. Uh you know, you're you're doing important important work. So if if, oh, well, if you had know. even I don't know if that's the case. No, it really thanks, is. Man. Like we, it. We, it is. It really is. We have to get we tend to think like, oh, we got to win the presidency and like Donald Trump will fix everything. No, really, you got to start doing the work that you don't want to do in your local community, because if you don't do it, one of these crazy pink hairs is going to sit in the seat that gets yeah. it done. So good. Good for good you point. for taking that initiative. It's all my wife. She's the one that shamed me into doing it because I would always complain about things that frustrate me. And she was like, well. You complain all the time, but what the fuck do you do about it? What do you, what is, what is complaining going to do? Like, she's right. shut the fuck up or do something. I was like, ah, okay, he, he called me out. Good for her. Shame me into doing you, it. You found yeah. a good one. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm very, very lucky. Yeah. Very, very lucky. But I know you want to get to other callers, so I will start to wrap it up. I guess the only thing I would say to end it off is, Blonde, I know you think everybody's on their sides and, uh, and there's no changing any minds. Um, but I started watching this show about two years ago. I grew up in Portland, Oregon, so I came with kind of a, a similar perspective that maybe a lot of the people that I disagree with have now. And it just takes the right video. I just happened to get the algorithm to show me one of Matt's videos. Really? It got me caught in the rabbit hole of Steven Crowder and him and, and a lot of other people. That, it's that YouTube yeah. radicalization <laughs> hole. Yeah, And then exactly. you got the to the Nazi spider web. Send it to exactly. Becca Lewis. Say, I found the... Send it to her and tell her that it was me who... <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. But all I'm saying is that I know you I know you feel discouraged and now you say, hey, the boogaloo's coming, there's nothing we can do. People are on their sides, but you were saying the same thing two years ago when I tuned in for the first uh, Beauty and the Beta episode as well. Or at least I, I feel Aww. like you were saying similar things back then too. So Thank and you. I was one of the people whose mind was changed. So um I don't lose hope out there because I, I know there's plenty of people like me that just literally haven't seen the evidence and as soon as they actually see real evidence and realize all the lies are being told. They will change like that. My guy but on that. You're living the yeah. life, man. You are, uh, you're making yourself available to reason and evidence and you're taking action to change your own community. You're doing it right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I just sat on one cancel meeting one time. I haven't really done much. Well, yet, but you're taking <sighs> one step that a lot of people don't. And that is, well, uh, that's I, worthy of praise. I appreciate it guys. Hopefully I'll get in again. I'd love to, you know, not just talk about that and sure. get to, Whatever. Good luck in the Thanks, mural guys. wars. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Yeah, you as well. Yeah. Oh, I think my baby's crying. Okay. We are about due for a break. That was, um, I always like to have a, a that was a very nice white pill type call. That, that, one, that one made me feel real good. 
Uh, okay, we are due for a break. Do you want to? Do you need to step out for a minute, or are you? Yeah, I'll. I'll okay. Feed and I'll be back. I will. Okay, I will hop into uh, chat and then I'll, I'll take some calls if uh, we have time or if we run uh, run over. So, as always, thank you for your patience, guys. Let's see what's um going on in the chat. We're good on D Live. Thank you guys for hanging out over there. Let's see what we got on Streamlabs, and then we'll see if we can navigate Susan's. Susan's difficult. Oh man, I don't even remember where Blonde left off. So I'll have to do my best with the super chat on YouTube, but we'll get to that in a moment. Wingy Fresh said, Matt, what's in your glass tonight? Looks tasty. Good video today. Keep them coming. Uh, so, <laughs> well, there's kind of a funny story. I was drinking um, a Glacier Ale. That's from Red Lodge Ales. That's uh, where my parents live and where I went to high school. It's a small brewery in small town in Montana called Red Lodge. The reason I have those beers is because they have mountain goats on them. And it's not, it's not even a beer I really like. But I have a tradition of taking one of those mountain goat beers each time I try Granite Peak, which is two years in a run in a row now that I've tried it each August, which is the the, the highest peak in the state. And uh, last year got wrecked by weather. This year, when I took it the Wednesday off like three weeks ago, I was trying that with my dad again. And uh, the peak is 12,800 feet and it's a very difficult climb. And I made it uh, with my dad. My dad's done it several times before because my dad's a, you know, he's a he's a mountaineer type dude. But we made it uh, due to we lost the route and due to some weather circumstances again, uh, 12,600 feet. So I made it 98 percent of the way, which means I got to try it again in the future. But that's why I have those mountain goat beers is because eventually I'll drink one of those mountain goat beers on the highest point uh, in the state of Montana, which is one of the tougher highest points to get to at least state high points uh, of all 50 states. So long term goal one day mountain goat beer top of this state someday it's happening. You already did said bummer about your outro music. Did you reach out? Did, did he just reach out randomly to tell you that I'm super bummed, but I guess the political climate makes sense. Did you also cut con? Did he also cut contact with you? It's just strange. You guys were friends. Well, I can't, it's, I can't reveal too much personal information. What I revealed in my video today is about all that I can say, uh, on that because I, yeah, I find it very regrettable, very disappointing, but I don't want to, um, I just don't want to be unfair to a, a person publicly and your underst your understanding of what happened is essentially correct, but I'm not trying to create a, a public war about it. So the good news is where this is, this is, this is what's funny about the way things work out. If people didn't hear in my video today, the outro music I use on my videos, the guy who made it has decided he can't in good conscience associate with my videos anymore. Okay. I mean, that's the kind of thing you hear about all the time these days. But this is the the weird thing, the way this happened. And I'll people who are listening to, I've received tons of offers in my inbox today of people who make music, who are offering to make a deal to use their music. So thank you. There's a ton of talent in the audience. And obviously I can only pick a, a few. So I'm going to go through what people have and I'm going to pick what I like. But I appreciate everybody reaching out. But the way life works is funny because... Uh, one of the audience members who's really good with music and has submitted um, like joke songs to the show before that we've played on the show sent another song to me about Susan Wiki Wiki. And it's awesome. I'm going to play it on Sunday. And it's really funny. Very well produced, too. And so I got done listening to this guy's song about Susan Wiki Wiki and actually laughing out loud to moving to my computer and sitting down and getting this message. And this friend of mine's like, well, I can't let you use my music anymore. So. I went straight back to that guy who sent me the funny song. And I was like, listen, just 
got a great opportunity. If you'd like, your music's cool and good, and I'd like to see see if you got something that suits what I need. So it's it's just one of those examples in life where door closed, door open simultaneously, almost. And I think you got to be keen on that. You got to make yourself aware. And I, I think the musical decision was readable. But hey, another door opened simultaneously. So sometimes life tells you the direction that you need to take. So. At the end of the day, I've, I'm talking about this way too long. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's just the music at the end of my videos. Doesn't doesn't really matter. But you know, I'm a person who likes continuity. I like having a theme. I like having. I like. I just like having that same outro song. So I'm really bummed because I like the song and I like his music and yeah and all that. Let's uh, let's see. Laurel was the last one, right? So Elephant Man says, "Imagine being graped." <laughs> graped susan and the name of your grapist is plastered on nfl helmets yeah that's the thing they're going to do in football this year they're going to put um names of men shot by police on their the backs of their helmets including presumably jacob blake and of course uh, drew Brees was seen with jacob blake's name in big letters across his helmet so drew Brees has been clearly beaten into submission after his great sin of suggesting that he would uh always proudly stand and put his hand over his heart for the national anthem I'm wondering if anyone has the balls to put um, either the name of the chick that Jacob Blake allegedly sexually assaulted or just put on the back of the helmet that chick that Jacob Blake allegedly sexually assaulted. Can you do that or is that not allowed? I heard one player was going to put David Dorn's name on his helmet. That's great. At the end of the day, I just uh, whether it's political statements I agree with or not, I don't tune in. I'm not tuning into football to have someone post like uh, a defense of the first amendment on their helmet. Okay. I'm tuning in to watch you throw the ball and catch the ball and tackle each other. Okay. I, I don't care about politics, but that's the direction this is going to go. Russ says, Hey Matt, your uh, video today was excellent. Blonde. You could look like Marilyn Monroe. If you tried, thanks for the show. Well, I will pass that forward. And thanks for uh, checking out the video. Godspeed to our friends and listeners in Minneapolis, man. Uh, <laughs> It is looking like it's going to be a long time for recovery for at least that portion or portions of the city that were destroyed after the George Floyd incident. Bobby Collins says, don't worry about your husband, blonde. All he needs is a good crayon cleanse and he'll come to his senses. Um, I'm not sure I understand the reference, but I'll circle back to these when blonde uh, comes back. Dangerous Spaces says, Matt missed me when grabbing names for randomization to quote, to quote Joe Hyden. Come on. Oh, Joe Biden. Joe Hyden. I get it. Come on, man guess i'm a listener this week hope you are well did i um let me go how did that happen how did i i uh did i not scroll down far enough or what happened um i don't know maybe i did the randomization wrong today did i not grab all of you if i if i did make a mistake and i didn't grab all of you that might be my fault guys i'm sorry about that if that happened uh, let me know. Anyway, sorry about that, man. Oh, no, I see what happened. Dangerous Spaces was the... You must have been the first one, and I just didn't grab you under the first one. I, I, I apologize for that, but we will catch you next time, my dude. Sershi uh, says, trying to guess what the left will do next. If you missed the right to be violent to win and, <laughs> and were panicked, uh, where would you send the mob? Uh, where would you send the mob? Schools or churches? Um, hmm. if you, okay. If you needed the right to be violent and win and you were, where would you send the mob schools or churches? Uh, I think 
I think schools have, I mean, per our conversation uh, earlier, I think a lot of schools have already been yielded. If it wasn't for ideological reasons prior, um, it's for practical reasons with coronavirus and all the masking and stuff. So I'm going to guess that churches would be much more enraging if that, if they were to try to actually invade people's churches. And of course, invading people's churches doesn't always go great. Um, there have been several shooters shot at churches. There was the Sutherland Springs shooter in Texas, who of course did shoot a lot of people before um, the guy across the street with the AR shot him. And then there was, what, where was it in Texas where the guy pulled out a shotgun, but he was shot on sight by a guy concealed carrying. Uh, that was also a Texas church, but I forget what city. Anyway, uh, Elatus says, I never hear, heard our founding fathers described as observational of the natural world, but that's clearly true. Our system was clearly bent, built with human nature and stability in mind. Yeah, what I mean by that is a lot of our founding philosophy is built um, on the philosophy of John Locke, for example. The, the, idea, the idea that your natural rights are observable in nature. That's what I mean. That, that um, the right to speech, your right to self-defense, all, all of your Bill of Rights rights are built on a moral structure that is observable in nature. And that, that was fleshed out by a lot of philosophers prior to the founders themselves, but that's what inspired their thinking. That's what I mean. Uh, and so when you build a political system that is based on observable truths about the real world, I think you get a much, much better system than when you build a political system that's based on a theoretical utopia, a hypothetical that you'd like to achieve rather than, uh, something that that objectively something built around what objectively exists and the rules by which the world objectively operates. Let's see. Uh, Cameron Alexander says, got my university alumni magazine this week. The opening pages were a letter from the principal where he waxes poetic about Karl Marx. I've donated zero dollars since graduating nine years ago. Obviously, I used to donate to my alma mater not a ton because you know, I still had a lot of debt to pay off and I figured they got plenty of money off me, but I did contribute. I stopped this year after they sent out uh, some lame statement about George Floyd. Remember, remember um, way back in, in May when the George Floyd thing happened and everybody from like Nike to Nintendo, anybody, any corporation or organization that you ever gave your email address to sent you a George Floyd statement because reasons my alma mater did that. And I replied to them like, I'm not interested in, political lectures from my alma mater. So if you intend to keep doing this, I'm not going to, I'm going to be supporting you financially. And, um, they have been indeed still been doing it. So I don't support them, but, uh, that's a real shame. Eins Null says the issue of porn is the production of it. Look up trafficking hub. Oh yeah. This was, these are the allegations against Pornhub, right? We often think porn is just people alone in their rooms, but it is an industry of abuse. I don't know that much about it. I, I'm sure that's true. I'm sure that there's a lot of, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of shady behavior that goes on behind the scenes. No doubt. Um, so I, I just don't know that much about what the trafficking allegations are, but, uh, certainly heard of the general theme. Randy Lehman says a uh, longtime listener, just a bunch of Texas, uh, just got a bunch of Texas COVID back pay free money. So I'm sharing the love. Also the extra money is Trump's three to 400, dollars a week extra texas is paying it back uh texas uh with is paying it back with back pay to last month so uh well that's that works out well for you i suppose um thank you for supporting the show randy and hope you're doing well down there shauna thornton says i agree with blonde we shouldn't be going to lost leftist territory grieve throw stuff whatever you got to do we need to stay in our territories so we aren't overrun and criminalized by the optics 
I think there, I, I, I certainly can't dismiss the practical angle there. The only pushback that I would offer is, well, one, there's kind of the principled pushback that you should be able to go f- and freely exercise your rights as an American on any piece of American soil. But two, um, what if the leftist territory is your home? What if you are one of these Patriot Prayer people from the general Pacific Northwest, general Portland area? I understand the thinking of, I don't want to yield my home. It's very easy for me to say from here, hundreds of miles away. Yeah, I wouldn't go down there because I wouldn't. But if it was my city, if they're doing this stuff in my city, and I just, I hope I'm brave enough to do what I can to put a stop to it. I'm not going to yield the place that I live. And I can't be too critical of someone who also makes that same decision. Even if the place that they live is more insanity leaning than the place that I, the, the place that I live is. Let's see. Laurel um, says, oh, sorry. Eric Burns Marsh says, if I was a parent, I would homeschool and not worry about socialization. I would not want kids taught critical race theory, a.k.a. the protocols um, of the deplorable elders of middle America. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I certainly and to the extent there may be socialization problems, as I was saying, I think that those could be overcome much easier than the indoctrination stuff can be overcome so i i tend to agree with you there laurel says oppression is possible when individuals won't take risks for the greater good that's why those individuals are heroes if we all decide that we won't that we don't want to take the risk then we doom ourselves that's true that that someone has to take the stands someone has to take the stands that we've observed um from from patriot prayer last weekend someone has to take the stands of kyle rittenhouse who says i'm not gonna watch my community be destroyed by crazy people if everybody sits down and says well i'm just gonna allow myself to be beaten into submission or i'm just gonna avoid the fight altogether in the hope of not being beaten into submission the submission will come for us all that i i do believe is true Saint says, Blonde, the only proper response to being called a cheap French harlot is to ask in an offended tone of voice. French? Uh, that's an obscure Futurama joke. Remember, always keep it classy and always Mozambique your target. All right, I will return to these because um, I got to get back into calls with, uh, with the limited time that we have left. So let me see who's up next. Where did I leave off? Uh, Red, uh, let's see, Ovary Smasher was the last, right? And then we got Furious D up after that. Furious D, you're good to go if you're ready. Oh, excellent. Uh, I noticed that Blonde is not back, so I'll have to skip one of the things that I had planned. She I, she should Why? be back momentarily, but that's... Uh, you okay. know. Oh, she's, she's sitting it. down right now, actually. Perfect timing. Oh, sweet. Uh, just two quick words before we get into it. Um, Blonde, I heard that, well, you just mentioned Hold that on. you're- Hold on, she's putting on her earphones, so now now she's good to go. Question for you. All right, yeah. Um, well, it's more of a, a comment or a recommendation. If your Catholic church has so many restrictions, you could probably get around the rules by calling yourself a peaceful Protestant. <laughs> oh, I don't want to do that. That was a, that was a deep-level <laughs> joke. That was a good one. Right. And uh, the other thing was um, uh, a, a actually kind of funny leftist meme that I heard once. Um, they had a, a meme name for militant Trump supporters, which was Y'all Qaeda. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, for them, I guess. That's, that's yeah. all right. Low bar. Low bar to clear. 
Low bar to clear. I mean, is that do Trump supporters really say y'all that I don't know. I guess the stereotype is that they're from the South. I guess. Some of us are it, white trash. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Fine. I mean, by their standards, that's like that's top tier. OK, but yeah. uh, but that I don't know. I don't think that's that great. Yeah, well, uh, let's just move on. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I, I can let them land with a thud sometimes. Uh, hey, it's not your joke, well, man. You don't have anything to defend. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I got it. I got to steel man their position. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I have been thinking lately about something that has come up in a few articles that I've seen over the course of the last four years, which was why does getting fit turn people conservative? Ah, as in getting physically oh, yeah. fit. Yes. Uh, it's just part of like taking responsibility for yourself and for your life. And that's just one aspect of it. Like when you start taking responsibility for yourself, then you just become more conservative because you aren't dependent on government handouts and you don't need people to tell you that you're great, even though you're a fat, lazy slob like leftists do. Yeah, I came out a little that, strong there. But that's true. <laughs> no, well, you never. Based based on my research, you're not wrong. Uh, a, according to uh, Jonathan Haidt's book, um, what was it called? The Righteous Mind. Uh, conservatives tend to have a stronger sense for karmic justice, the idea that you get what you deserve. And mm. the more you work out, the more you sort of develop a faith that if you stick to the plan then you will reap the rewards. Yeah. And it's something that you don't really get until like weeks or months after you really put in the effort and right. don't really see much in terms of results. Um, the other two things that really pointed that out were Aiden Paladin's video on the just world theory, where conservatives tend to subscribe to, again, the idea of a just world mm -hmm. where consequences tend to be commensurate with the effort that you've put into things. Mm -hmm. And the last one was an yeah. article or two articles really that were based on a study that showed that people who work out tend to develop more conservative views. And of course, because one of the articles commenting on this study was Vox and the other one was something more reasonable, Vox of course reported that working out tends to make you into a right-wing douchebag, <laughs> but... Yeah. The other article was considerably more reasonable and said something along the lines of uh, newsflash uh, sound body produces sound mind. Hmm. Well, I, I wonder, too, because, of course, there are many ways to improve yourself and physical fit, fitness is one. It shouldn't be overlooked, but it's not the only. But the thing about physical fitness, too, is that if you commit yourself to it. Even minimally, almost everybody is going to show some level of success it, it's yeah. it's it you have to be an incredibly rare person with a weird you know some sort of condition where you could work out a ton and not actually see any tangible results so it's well, it's got to be done with diet too yeah but even if you don't like even if you work hard and still eat a ton of pizza it's better than eating a ton of pizza and not working hard you'll still see some improvement yeah but if you're not going to work out and the the thing that you can do is improve your diet. You have way more gains just from improving diet than you oh, do. Oh, 100%. And that's the one thing that I will never, 
I just, I like good food too much. I just, I'm not going to do any of this keto crap. But anyway, back to the point of the caller. I want pizza. Back to the point of the caller. It's like that, that's one area where if you put in the work, you are almost guaranteed to see some level of success. And I think it necessarily teaches you that lesson. Wow. Um, Hard work and dedication pays off. I think I'll apply this lesson elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that is also why the body positivity movement exists exclusively on the left. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Hmm. But that's all I had to share on the topic. Yeah, um, I think I think that's insightful. And uh, I, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think just do I know any like hardcore fitness freak raging leftists i know a lot of hardcore fitness freak who are who freaks who as far as i know are kind of apolitical but i don't know any who are like raging pink hairs no hmm. the, the closest i've been able to find is like the ideal of the communist worker who's hmm. like very fit for the people but <laughs> i've never seen this play out in real life it's just like communism. The people fit to provide according to others or provide to others according to their needs you mean yeah. Mm. Yeah. Something like that, where they're like a, a farmer or <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I can't pretend to understand the mindset of a communist. Sure. Well. well, thank you for the insight, man. Yeah. Have man. a good night. I, you too. Let's see. We did have a few super chats that were specifically for your attention. So remind me when we hop back into super chat, I'll highlight them. How many of them were about my eyelashes, which I actually, they actually, they really weren't one of them. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on one really quickly. The only thing insulting about, um, this was from saying the only thing insulting about insulting about being called a cheap French harlot is, uh, the French component of that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a Futurama reference. I don't know. Uh, Batman and his sweet voice. They're up next. Batman, you there? I am yes. Let me uh, let me mute the stream. Well, you're sounding particularly gruff today, Batman. Yeah. What? You're sounding particularly <laughs> gruff today, like Batman with a cold. Oh, come now! I haven't changed anything. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I guess. All right. Carry on. What's on your mind? Okay. Um, my idea tonight will actually be very different than what I usually do. Um, and maybe there's some appreciation for that, and maybe there's everybody who's going to hate me for that. Hmm. But um, what do you think about the modern media? And that is to say, I think that um, there's been a lengthy period of time where Trump has said that the media is the enemy of America, right? Mm-hmm. How much do you think he's wrong? Uh, not at all. Trump is really uh, fucked up like a bunch. I've lost faith in him totally, and I don't even really want to vote. But one thing he has really done that has improved this country is he has blown apart people's trust in the media. And when I look at what's going on uh, with COVID, when when I look at what's going on with uh, Portland and all this antivist stuff, who's fueling this? I'm like, yeah, Democrats to some degree, but it's the media. It's the fucking media. They are the enemy of the people. And I'm pretty sure that like we should go full Putin on most of these journalists. Like Don Lemon <laughs> needs to be drinking some poison tea about defensively. Right defensively. defensively. <laughs> um, well, obviously I'm not going to go like full betrayal of the first amendment. I'm going to cool the, I'm going to put the brakes a little bit. Oh, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, but what I will say, like, um, 
<laughs> I know. I know it gets in the way some t- from time to time, but uh, I think we're so far beyond the the courteous question of whether it is negligence or malice. Uh, it is not. Whoopsie. Well, I, I just missed that particular detail. Whoopsie. I, I didn't see that piece of the story. It it is very clearly an agenda driven effort to um to influence the minds, to influence the perspective, to influence the opinion of the average American. These are people who are not interested in giving you the information and having you think for yourself. These are people who are interested in telling you what the truth is and having you absorb it and not question it and regurgitate it. Is that um, so now? So now what? um, How do you how do you deal with that in the event that they're basically. uh, How do I put this? They're playing psyops on America. Yeah. Well, anyone the farthest I can the, the, the farthest I can go on this is that I think everybody has a fundamental right to think for themselves and should be encouraged to do so. I think that is actually a moral truth. Anybody who's trying to undermine someone else's ability to think for themselves, not tell them they should think this or here's what I think and I'd recommend you do so, but actively trying to indoctrinate in the way that I, I think is going on right now, I do think there are some moral components to that. I, I, I don't... How do you punish that without recognizing the corresponding moral component that people should that they should be free to say what what they think, even if you think there's some malice well, behind it? That, that's that is that is precisely my issue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's my answer is that you got to fight. You fight bad speech with with better speech. And I know that's a long game. I know that's not satisfying because you don't get the catapults. But if they're <laughs> if they're so wrong, you explain why they're wrong and you win the war over a long period of time. That's and if they don't, and if they don't listen to you, ever. Well, that's where the faith in human reason comes in, and I, I know that's yeah. a bridge that's far for some people. But I do believe, even per the caller we had earlier, that most, that generally speaking, when humans are presented with evidence and reason and allowed to think for themselves, most of the time you're going to get the answer correct. You know, I, you're in the, I heard the ballpark that. of correctness. You know, that's so sweet. You know, I, I, I heard that caller earlier and it made me feel really really good the problem is he has to fight against all of the people that i know that um having grown up in california uh yeah well here's the here's the other side they're all insane i understand where you're coming from and i certainly understand the the moral implications of what i think these people are doing and the thirst for satisfying justice against them. I get all of those things. However, how, who or how are we going to decide uh, what, what this supposed correct information or correct truth, who's going to make the decisions of what the correct information is to be enforced. And blonde's pointing at herself and we need the The trouble is you need some sort of perfect or close to perfect authority to lay that down it just doesn't yes, exist me but women shouldn't be in charge of anything so my brother <laughs> oh, your brother's pretty close actually he's, he's close i don't know what to say yeah. like i i agree with basically everything he says yeah really bad. i will i will say that um personally i think that um 
we need to basically leave people alone as much as possible. I'm listening. Because... Yeah. <laughs> Go on. I think we need to leave people alone as much as possible because um, I, I think that media has an effect on people, yes. But I also think that there are laws that are changing the minds of people and changing the way that they think. Hmm. So can you, can you give an example? Take, of one? Let, yes. Let's look at New York, mm-hmm. right? There are handgun laws. All right. Suddenly I can't own a handgun unless I basically go down there and suck somebody's dick. <laughs> oh my. Right. <laughs> I'm just imagining you but, narrating it while doing it. <laughs> You want me to, Matt? Do you want this? <laughs> okay, that's enough. That's enough. Stop. My mom listens to this. Sh- my mom listens to this show. I'm done. Okay, we got to wrap it up. But if you can complete your thought, yes. Um, I, I, I think that the, we actually are in a in a period where the media that we have is, in fact, the enemy of America. Hmm. Um. I will actually say that I'm not a huge Trump fan. Um, I um, I, I, I like some of his policies, but I don't, I, I don't think that he's um, the sort of person that I would typically follow were he, say, the head of my unit. You know what I mean? Uh, I would be um, nervous if Trump was leading me into combat. Yes, I, I, I would. I would. Uh, I'd be sweating a little bit for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Trump is the definition of a lesser evil at this point for me. Fine. Um, yeah, I, I hear you. I still. I still. I'm probably not going to vote though. What happened to follow your husband? Yeah. <laughs> I, I also live in a de- in like a deep red state. Yeah, it doesn't really. I mean, I'm, so I'm really sure Idaho is going to go for Biden. Well, the state of Montana is Biden, yeah. Biden sniffing Idaho. You guys are extra resistant. Never yeah, that hey, one. blonde, blonde, I'm in New York. Oh, what do you yeah. want from me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I were in New York, would I be more more incentivized to vote? Your vote is, is equally as useless as mine. People are speculating New York might My be vote. close, but I don't buy it. Not a chance. I, I, I don't buy it at all. Although nobody lives uh, in New York anymore. It's just like three rats in a Puerto Rican. That's all that's left. <laughs> so am I the rat? rat oh, I'm sorry. I and Batman. I don't, know. I don't know. We got to let you go, man. But thank you for the thought. All right. Call, as always. Of course. Oh. All right. Y'all have a good night. You as yeah. well. All right. I think we have time for one more real quick. And then we got to get into emails. We'll give Raggle Fraggle hey, the last word. You know about flooring, don't you? Uh, my mom sells flooring, but I oh, don't know. I have so many questions. Uh, you might you might want to get in touch with my mom. Are you looking to buy flooring? We are reflooring 1,100 square feet on our first floor. Yeah. And I want to put laminate in, but I'm not finding any good options. The dogs are going to destroy hardwood. And sh- so I've been thinking You should actually talk to my pile. mom. She knows. Oh. I, I, I'm not saying you should buy from her because it's kind of far. That'd be a pretty far way to deliver it. But I'm really cheap, though. So if I could get a deal, I would go five hours for sure. If you guys can haul it all, like if you can haul it in your truck and stuff. We can. You should. I'll give you I'll give yeah. you my mom's number. She would love to hear oh, from sweet. you. This is definitely a conversation we should have had. Every, offline. Everyone is loving the <laughs> call. <laughs> no, my mom. Chad and I were talking about vinyl talk. options. 
Yeah. All <laughs> right. You could go old school linoleum too. Yeah. If you really want to go cheap, I'm just saying. No, I don't want to go too cheap, you know? Some nice yeah. laminate, maybe some engineered wood that's not going to get destroyed by my dogs. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> so, what's going on, guys? Oh, man. Just, uh, just, just trying to get over the, I don't know, I'm still laughing at the Batman call. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I did, was he talking slower than normal? That's what it felt like. Good lord! Oh, I th- got the Rona. I think yeah, he has coronavirus, or he smoked ten packs of cigarettes before that one. I I'm just kidding, uh, Batman. I love Batman's voice, but he just sounded very scratchy tonight. Real scratchy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I have two options for you. We can talk about voting rights or the responsibility of the government to protect your rights. Uh, I think voting rights. I, yeah, I would pick voting rights. Ah, all right. So I have an idea of how we can fix it point system what do you think okay so what does that mean so kind of like how we wanted to do a point system for immigration couldn't we do that for voting rights as in some people's votes are more weighted than others like have more value no 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 no. oh so like like indians and mexicans get zero points (laughs) and eastern europeans get two points and western europeans get three points <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say, like, if you're currently employed or you own a business, that's a point in your right. uh, for well, you. What about the Japanese? You, uh, How many points? I was <laughs> five points, <laughs> okay. eighty Jesus. points. Okay, but no, All you're right. you're saying like certain criteria, like property owner, right? Yeah. Volunteer, EMS, um, things mm. of that nature. Like you actually have skin in the game. I think there should be caveats too. Like, if you want a guaranteed right to vote, join the military and get an honorable discharge. And blonde might like this. There could be a demerit system too. So if you have dual citizenship, that's a point against you. That should be more than one point against you. Well, fine. We there there can be a lot of nuance to it. Is what I'm saying. You think that would be a, a good way to go? Well, I certainly. I'm into it. Yeah. I I am very having skin in the game is so key to getting over what we were talking about earlier: voting for stuff and voting to take stuff from people. So the property angles I'm particularly receptive to. The only thing that worries me about what you're talking about is how close do we get to a somewhat social credit score type system? That That's what worries me if you have too many criteria where uh, there's certain objectives like you have to do this task. But what happens when it becomes you have to be a nice person in the way that we define nice? That is a real problem. Yeah, it's got to be more mm. objective than that, though. Right. I was thinking, like, like you said, if you're if you're currently employed or you own a business, if you own property, if you're the head of household, there's a few things you could throw in there. Yeah. If you're not a woman. Well, that's why I said head of household. <laughs> that kind of no matter how many points you accumulate, if you're a chick, all points are erased. Yeah, but we, I know but we could we could just cut all of this and just do what we all want to do. Like when you talk about one vote per landowning family, what you're saying is women shouldn't vote. And I just don't want to say that because it's going to piss off too many people. Like, can't we just, I mean, I'll it's say 2020. It. Can't we just cut through it and be like, whoa, <laughs> suffrage was a huge mistake. Well, we tried it for a hundred years, you know, we try. It's well, like prohibition. Thing, We're well, like, Ugh, <laughs> not working out. The reason that women got the right to vote, I think in Montana, correct me if I'm wrong, but because a bunch were, of dykes, oh, proceed. No, no, it was, it was no, Wyoming. No. So I think imagine, imagine you're the wife of a rancher who owns a shit ton of land and he dies in the course of doing his his duty on the ranch. Now all of this shit is yours, and you have to have responsibility over it. So, yeah, yeah 
it makes sense to me to give the the wife the right to vote to protect her land. That's a very specific circumstance that has had catastrophic, widespread, long term. Well, that's problems. because they blew it way the fuck out of proportion. And even you that know? is a it's a property based argument rather than a, a sex based argument. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, yeah, but yeah. but it, I, I'm I'm certainly open to. Uh, I certainly think we we probably should tinker with some of that stuff a little because, like I said, it's just too much voting for taking. Voting for give me your shit. That's not yeah. the way. The, it's not the way the system is supposed to work. Yeah. Well, I think the interesting thing too is that the Democrats would wouldn't have a whole lot to go against it. Like you can set an age limit or not. It doesn't matter how many fifteen year olds do you know that's going to be the head of household and and be employed at the same time. Right. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Or own property. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank um, you, man. So, uh, one last word, real quick. Sure. Blonde. Pretty sure you're the hottest MILF on YouTube. Just going to say. Oh. Thank <laughs> and, you. Although uh, Cassandra Fairbanks has a child now, or she always yeah. has. And uh, so does Lauren Southern. So uh, One other thing, too. Uh, if you really do feel that bad about uh, God not forgiving you, don't you think Emmeline's kind of a, uh, a chance of redemption or saying, you, you know, I forgive you. Here's your second chance. For sure. I mean, that, there's something like really inspiring about having a perfect, innocent little baby that hasn't done anything and has no concept of sin. And uh, I think about that. I'm like, oh, this is such a blessed gift. But then I think about all these terrible, terrible people. Do you remember that house of horrors, that family that had like 17 kids that they were beating all the time and stuff in, I don't, I don't know, some godforsaken house? It's like I'm unfamiliar with it. First, I was oh, going to say the Duggars, but I don't think they beat their kids. I don't Didn't know. they I do mean, something though? Aren't they in trouble? One for of something? the kids molested that's right. some of the That's other what kids. that's what it was. Yeah. I'm not sure that's a parent's fault, but yeah. but you know, like I, I think about, um, you know, God has also inexplicably given horrible people children too, and so every time I get on my high horse about this beautiful gift I've been given because I deserve it, I'm like, mm, no, that can't be right. Remember the Octomom? She got a lot of unearned gifts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Octomom really learned to uh, game the system pretty well. Yeah, she did. Anyway, thank you, though. That's uplifting. Thank you for the positive positive note to end on. Have a good night, man. Of course. You guys have a good night. You as well. Bye-bye. Okay, we will end callers there. Thank you guys for your patience. Remember, if you're having trouble getting into the live room or you'd like to participate in the show but you can't do it live, please send us an email. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call and show question in the subject line so we know that's what it's for, and we will respond to it at the end of the show each and every week, as we will right now. H says, how does someone who wants to ditch YouTube avail themselves of a free subscription gift on another platform? I did not know what this meant. I actually am not clear what he means either. And I there wasn't anything in the or, or in the order in the um, email that made me understand what he meant. How does someone who wants to ditch a uh, free subscription gift? Is he talking know. about Subscribestar? You might have to clarify. Yeah, I'm just not sure what you mean. Uh, a free subscription gift on another platform. Maybe clarify what platform. Um, I, I'll have to pass on this question because I'm just I just don't I don't understand. Unfortunately, this is from David. Have either of you heard of the armed roaming BLM protest traveling to Milwaukee to Washington, getting into a skirmish in Bedford, Pennsylvania? No, what? this is I, I didn't not- hear a damn thing about that. Damn, now I got to no. look it up, though. Are they how are they traveling like in a car caravan or something? What are they doing? Uh, some low riders or is that a Mexican thing? I don't know. You know, those Maybe cars they, that go like this. Oh, the, yeah, those thumpers. Yeah. 
I got my races mixed up. This is Julian. <laughs> this is a Matt question for sure. What is the difference between reason and intelligence? Matt's going to talk for like 10 minutes about this. So I'm going to get my answer. In really quick. I don't know that there is that much of a, di- I don't have a great answer off the top of my head. I think of, um, I think intelligence is the capacity to reason. I don't, to me, intelligence is not, I know stuff. Intelligence is ability to think ability to yeah. think clearly. I think that, okay, this reminds me of the Hitchens brothers. Now, Peter Hitchens, who's religious, I think he's Catholic. I always thought that he was the inferior intellect. But what I'm seeing in my older age now is that Christopher Hitchens is the inferior intellect. And he was an intellectual genius. Uh, But he lacked the ability to have any kind of faith, uh, which Peter does. And so I think that like within the Hitchens brother, we have brothers, we have the dichotomy of reason and intelligence. Um, I don't know. I think you can be really intelligent and lack the ability to reason. Well, what is intelligence then? Like to me, the definition of baseline intelligence, like you're just really fucking smart. You have a high IQ, but but you can't employ it in any way. I guess I don't see the difference because to me, what is intelligence? What is IQ? It's the ability to reason. What what else would that be? That's not how it's measured necessarily. What, what else, I, I just don't know what else it would be. What, how Have would you, you ever define done an it? IQ test? Yeah. It's not, it's not reasoning per se. It's a lot of like, um, yeah, it is. It's spatial, not, spatial orientation. It's reasoning. Mm. It's not, do you that, know stuff? It's not, it's not, um, like what, what, uh, what is the, I don't know what, um, species of tiger is is native to this region of asia or something but an ability to memorize like vast quantities of information is a large component to baseline intelligence i suppose but would would that be the go-to definition that you can memorize a lot of information it's its ability to process information its ability to to reason but i think you do need like a, a high level of baseline intelligence uh that includes things that you don't really have to employ with, with reason like memorization. I just don't think, I don't think memorization is uh, I don't know. I, I suppose it's a piece of intelligence, but I, I, I think that reason and I mean, intelligence that's on the are, IQ test. I think reason and intelligence are essentially one in the same intelligence mm. is the ability to reason. I do know a lot of really smart people that can't be reasoned with. Well, like I know some doctors that, are totally that are smart they have high iqs and everything and then they're like uh coronavirus is going to kill everybody and we have to wear a mask that's unreasonable i know a lot of unreasonable intelligent people i don't know about that i don't know that i would say that everyone has to agree with me to be reasonable but when you but, look at the evidence you should come to certain conclusions about coronavirus lest you be some kind of retard like uh, <sighs> at this point in time i'm like if, if you can't sort through this data like I don't know, but then they, of course uh, it's also possible that these people are not intelligent. I don't. I mean, I, I just my answer to the question would be one is essentially the definition of the other. I wonder what the technical definition of intelligence is. I'm going to look at just and reason for that matter. Let's see. So, intelligence, according to Google's definition, uh, is the ability to acquire and apply knowledge and skills. Reason which you know, I would consider to be basically a, a synonymous. You could, you could insert uh, reason into that definition and have it mean the same thing. A cause, explanation, or justification. Uh, the, here, the second definition. The power of the mind to think, understand, and form judgments by a process of logic. 
So what if you're intelligent, but you're just like super lazy? Well, you still have the power. You're just not acting on it. Maybe that is that there in the difference lies. Can you be intel? Well, then you can be intelligent, but lazy, you know, what, what yeah, would the difference be? Can you, if you're not employing your ability to reason, do you really possess it? Yes. If you're not okay. using the shovel in the garage to dig a hole, do you still have the shovel? That's legitimate. <laughs> Anyway, um, all right. Thanks. We've probably given too much time to this one, but thank you for the question. If you, can, you, if you have a better definition than we do, send it my way. Uh, this is from Anon. Sorry. Oh, I got so tired just now. Um, I worked for a public high school and thought I'd share what we've been told. September will look like the students I work with have special needs, mostly autism. Many of them are very high needs and nonverbal. Pre-COVID, we as educators had to wear PPE, personal protective equipment, Baseball caps with helmets inside, Kevlar sleeves on our arms. Some of us had to wear padded sweatshirts called stealthwear. What? Uh, Starting September, on top of our usual PPE, we have to wear face masks, face shields, lab coats, and gloves. (laughs) Okay. Our students are already prone to self-harm and aggression towards others and have trouble reading, understanding facial expressions. I'm terrified for them and for my coworkers and I. Many people are taking leave of absence, but I can't afford to. Any advice would be appreciated. Damn. Uh, wow. Okay. So, um, well, this is what I would say to anybody in a similar work situation, whether it's Corona nonsense or whether it's, um, emerging ideological disputes or conflict. If you're in the situation where you absolutely disagree with what's going on at your place of work, but you lack the ability to bail on the moment's notice and move on to something, start shopping now and just, I know that, um, you say you can't afford to leave. That doesn't mean you can't afford to shop. That doesn't mean that you can't put resumes out there and you can't line up job interviews. And I suppose the ethical question there is, do you tell your employer or not? I don't think, do you have an ethical obligation to tell an employer if you're shopping elsewhere? No, I don't think necessarily. Yeah. Um, why? I mean, why would you do that? Then they'll just fire you. Right. So, uh, so I would say start shopping elsewhere. If you, if you know that you're that dra- strongly against what's happening here, start shopping elsewhere. And the good news is a lot of economic indicators are really starting to improve. So yeah. you might have an ability to do something else that's more suited to, um, to what it is that you want to do. The unfortunate thing is you're probably the sort of person who does want to do this. I mean, the, the stuff we're doing to kids generally with face masks and conditioning them to, uh, t- to be in a world where all the normal social cues are removed from them. Adults so like unethical. us, we can get used to it for at least for temporary. It's not going to drastically destroy us uh, developmentally in the way that it'll destroy yeah. these kids developmentally. I'm not saying it's fine, but I'm saying the spot we're putting them in, I think is particularly awful. And to do that to kids with additional developmental issues. Uh, oh, sorry. My, did my camera go away? I'm happy to my now. computer there. Let me get that back on. Um, yeah, I think it's awful. So hopefully you're, uh, that, that'd be my advice. Just shop elsewhere. Carry on, but shop elsewhere. Put yourself in position to leave. Yeah. Um, Ineptius. Um, I'm in Moscow now with my wife, and I recently got a job teaching English to the children of oligarchs. Last night, I had tea with the vice mayor of the Moscow Oblast government. He was afraid of the Chinese flu because one of his billionaire friends died from it. Should I try to influence these people and their children to the ideals of America? Uh, I mean, that sounds like a dangerous proposition. 
that one the, the opposition guy in uh, russia just got a chemical nerve agent poisoned he was poisoned by chemical nerve agent or whatever i don't know i don't know what it's like in uh i've never been to russia i don't know what it's like there i don't know if you can go around uh floating unpopular or unapproved political opinions and that's fine or if it's not i yeah. i don't know but you're, uh, you're on there in vodka land, man. I would not. I would not. Why don't you split the difference around. and get an internship with Putin's office and uh, the journalist gulags and start <laughs> there and make them make some lemonade out of these lemons. Well, I don't know. I shouldn't call it a lemon. He probably wants to be uh, in, in Moscow. It's you know, it's not necessarily a lemon. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, just like I don't want people to come to America and start try and change america it would also piss me off if i were russian and somebody was like oh my country is so awesome and freedom blah blah i'd be like uh get out that's kind of interesting i mean the pushback that i would say is i think a lot of american values are based on moral truths that should be universal to humanity does that mean that you have the right to go to someone else's home and try to push them on them though i'd say probably yeah not. i mean i don't want the whole argument of nation building which yeah, i, I used to that. advocate for but now i'm like mm, i don't even advocate for american paternalism anymore or western paternalism i'm like all these countries can do their own thing I, I don't care and i think you can as with anything else in life you can present good ideas to people but it's on them you you can you can bring that horse to water the horse has to drink mm-hmm. you can't force them to do these things if they don't want to and there are people with a, a history of communism too mm. uh so they also understand things that we really, we really don't as Americans. Um, and he also said, and is now the time to deploy militias in American states? I would say everybody should, everybody should be preparing with their neighbors for a bad worst case scenario like Kenosha. Everybody mm-hmm. should be preparing for that. I mean, w- what is a militia, but an organization of men prepared to defend their communities on a moment's notice? That's it. There's no, yep. there's no paper that you sign or anything like that. There's no formality to it. So yes, is the short answer. Uh, and that's true. Uh, by the way, that's true all the time. Not just now. Like you should always be prepared for anything. Uh, I don't get this question. Let's see. Dan says, first, there's the election war games with John Podesta. Then Hillary Clinton says we should not concede under any circumstances. And Nancy Pelosi saying Joe Biden shouldn't debate Trump. Now a Bloomberg funded election data firm says that Trump might appear to win on election night before uh, mail in ballots are counted the week after. Should Attorney General Barr, the state generals or other officials go on record to stop this rolling color revolution? Should conservative groups plan out their own election war games. Well, that's interesting because I, it's an interesting question, an interesting thought, because um, I have no doubt that the, the fuckery to use the proper term is, is well on its way. It has been it's plotted yeah. for months and months and months. Yeah. This, um, it's not that it's hard to predict, but this particular election analysis that he references that says, guess what's going to happen uh, on election night. It's going to look like a Trump blowout. And then over the next few weeks, Biden votes are going to trickle in and Biden will win. And I'm thinking, oh, oh, great. That sounds like a that sounds like everybody will come together and say, I'm glad we had a fair and free election. Let's move on for the prosperity of the country. Yeah, that's not that's not going to happen. So the question is. uh, Should you meet the fuckery with fuckery? Well, I mean, that's a question that goes well beyond just election integrity that goes uh, into every aspect of, of moral behavior. If you are if you are having people acting immorally upon you, to what lows should you stoop to stop the immorality? I think 
fundamentally, and I'm sure we'd come down a little bit of different sides of this. I don't want to become the people that are awful because they're awful. (laughs) What happens when you have to be awful to defeat awful? Should we become awful with elections to defeat the awful? Yes. What's um to, to his question specifically, what do you think we should do? Like what practical steps could happen? It's it's hard to answer this without being like we should just commit straight up voter fraud, which I don't think we should do anything like that. <laughs> Print off your ballots uh, at Office Max or something. I mean, we should yeah. be dipping our toe in to some degree, but I don't really know where the line is. Here. We're talking defensive voter fraud, Susan. By the way, <laughs> obviously, obviously. Um, uh, I think when we don't commit voter fraud and stuff, and he still wins, it, it sends a powerful message to uh, to the left. Like you can't even cheat and win, you fucking. I'm sure that's the lesson they'll finally learn this time. When they lose the election, they'll go, "Okay, I get it now. I'm going to go start a business. I'm going to go do something productive." Uh, Um, I think some poison tea could solve at least three of these problems. Well, here's here's one way to handle something like that. Well, I guess maybe that not might not even work because I was going to say if you want to handle this as ethically as possible, go become a polling place volunteer. Go offer to assist in the upholding of election integrity. The trouble is uh, that's not a thing this year. There's no, um, there's no mailbox drop off monitor. You, you just have to trust that all of these things are being conducted in good faith. So this isn't any, any normal year to the questioner's point. This is incompetent hands. I still haven't seen the Joker, but I did watch the hunt. It was pretty funny. Also, Matt, uh, I know you said sci-fi isn't your jam, but check out Firefly. Hmm. If he's going to watch Firefly, he should watch Star Trek The Next Generation, which is infinitely superior. Sci-fi Western about small versus big government. Dave Cullen has a good video on it, and I think both of you would like it. It's only 14 episodes in a movie. I know you guys aren't super savvy when it comes to pop culture. Who is you guys? Matt is not. Just movies. I've seen a lot of TV, just not movies. But do you have any recommendations for non-woke Fiction. Oh, I actually don't. Non-woke fiction, like modern literature. I'm not a good modern literature yeah, mind. I, I'm like working my way through the classics still. I'm definitely not a literature reader, period. So I, I if you're talking literature, no. If you're talking um TV non-woke and stuff, fiction. you gotta go you just go back a few decades. <laughs> yeah, really. Like go back a decade. There's plenty of good TV to watch that didn't have all this crap injected into it yet. Seriously, you know, they um, they memory hold those episodes of 30 Rock where Tracy and Jenna where tra- where Jenna does blackface and oh, Tracy yeah. does, goes is like a white girl. A few blackface episodes have been memory hold. And then it's always sunny in Philadelphia had a few um, that got memory hold where D is playing that Mexican character. Hmm. I never watched the show, I, so I, I, don't, I don't know. I, that I can't one. even believe this. And even stuff like The Office, I don't think would be able to get made now. Right. Like the office had some woke like Jan being this post wall childless bitch. Yeah. And then like to- Tony Flender, Toby Flenderson is like this annoying Jewish guy and everybody hates him, but they don't know why they hate him so much. <laughs> even, I, I don't even, think they could do it now. Even family guy on that topic, even family guy used to be way edgier, way yeah. edgier, not just in violence, but on um, like making fun of social groups. Yeah. Yeah. Simpsons too before they started banning white people voicing black characters Uh, do you think he also says uh, do you think we might see a bigger shift in anti a bigger anti PC shift in media there's definitely a market for it you will but it's going to be independent it's not going to be like Hollywood produced stuff it's going to be people making stuff on the internet that's what it'll be and they'll beat them 
And they already kind of are. Root Muncher says, if you believe in free will, do you have a materialistic explanation for it? Or do you lean on the spiritual or religious? I do believe in free will, but I guess I haven't put a lot of thought to the origins of it. Is it, um, is it a divine creation? Is it a creation of uh, the natural world? What is it? This was a really long question initially that I cut down where he's talking about like firing neurons and materialistic explanations for um, free will. I cut all of that okay. out because it was too long. Sorry, dude. I am. Uh, I just haven't put a lot of thought to the origins of it, I suppose. But I, I, I do. Um, yeah, I do believe that in general, you have the capacity to make choices for yourself. And I, I don't necessarily believe in the, the kind of meatball theory of the universe where we are all nothing but predetermined uh, sacks of meat who, who are all our neurons are firing in a predetermined way. And really, we had yeah. no choice and we were going to go one direction. Um, I suppose the reason I have so much doubt about that sort of thing is if that were true, there's really no such thing as as good or bad. There's really no such thing as moral or immoral, because after all, you have no agency to make those sorts of decisions. And if that's true, then the person who murders 100 people, well, he was predetermined to do that. Yeah, That was already decided by the planned firing of his neurons that made him do it. So we can't really call him a bad person. I don't know. I believe in I believe in bad people. I think bad people exist and I think they made the choice to be bad. Yeah. Or at least had other choices not to be and 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 made the choices they did. So just cuz I I I have to believe well I, don't, I because I believe in a moral construction in this world, I have to believe that people have the capacity to make those choices. I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, Yeah. Anyway, Thank you for the question. Uh, Bart is, is up Bart? next. Yeah. Hey, I was wondering if there's anybody to investigate maybe tax records or some other banking transfers of all these prosecutors and DAs that are dropping all these charges on rioting and such. I once heard a report about Soros control of all of these random prosecutors and DAs, and I didn't, and it didn't really mean anything to me at the moment. But now that I look back, I can see why these people are acting this way. If that report had any truth in it, I'm sure it did. Um, basically, is there anybody to check and balance these people from corruption? Because that seems like a very integral part of our society working correctly. Yeah, uh, 4chan. <laughs> You'd send it to 4chan. They'll get it right. But uh, seriously speaking, um, where they are elected, not all are, but where they are elected, you should have some sort of state authority like the FEC at the federal level where you can see campaign contributions. Generally speaking, that's a thing. So you should be able to go look at the campaign contributions of these people where they're elected officials and you should be able to figure out where the money's coming from if you want to put the effort in to do that. That said, a lot of the times organizations contributing are like Americans. It's like Stephen Colbert's pack back in the day. Americans for a better America today or something like who the hell is that? You have to do the hard work of figuring out who these people are. But campaign contributions strictly speaking by the letter of the law in most jurisdictions are supposed to be public. So that doesn't, that doesn't mean that there's not uh, bending of the rules behind the scenes either, but that that's, that's the place to start. James. Oh, this is from uh, James in Indianapolis. The man with the, yes. the, the gun fear James and Jennifer in Indianapolis. Jen has completed the steps to secure her CCP. So her concealed carry permit and she's chosen a firearm. As I have been preparing myself for this reality, I have told her that if something should ever happen, I want her to use her weapon 
or the weapon only if absolutely necessary to get herself and the kids to safety. That I do not care if an active shooter kills everyone else in the room, including me, so long as she and the boys are not among the casualties. I have heard crazy o- town. I have heard other two two A guys say that as a CCP holder, she has a moral obligation to try and take down an active shooter, or at least help contain the situation until police arrive. I disagree, but am curious to know your thoughts. P.S. With regards to the ridicule i'm 43 years old and have asperger's syndrome ridicule is an old friend bring it on well as always james well now i can't make fun of you dude (laughs) as always i appreciate james has been a very good faith he's been a good sport and i laid into him really hard participant and um before i knew he had asperger's and now i'm gonna be super nice now you're Um, gonna be even worse actually (laughs) no i wouldn't do that i mean it is patently insane to think that your wife should not take out that person even if you get killed that's fucking crazy like of course she has a moral obligation well there is some gray area there let's say let's say that i'll give you an example let's say she's at walmart and there's an active shooter over in sporting goods and she's in grocery and the door's right there should she walk across the entire store potentially a hundred yards to go after this guy or should she just leave we're talking about a home invasion situation only oh well i took this to mean i thought Oh, see, I, when he says active shooter, I was thinking like public mass shooter, but maybe he means just in the home. Oh, I took this as home defense. I didn't, it didn't even occur to me that this would, this would mean a public active shooter. Yeah, that's how I took the question. I would have an entirely different answer. Well, uh, yeah. So let's, let's address both questions because assuming both environments, if it's the home, I'm with you. Like take that dude out. He's in your house. Like you, where are you going to go? You're in your house. You don't have to flee your house. So I'm with you there. Uh, in the public space, self, at the end of the day, the Second Amendment is about self-preservation. So I have really no dispute with somebody who exercises self-preservation to the fullest extent. That said, if it was me, I would hope that if I had a reasonable ability to end that person's spree, that I would have the courage to do that. Yes. I'm not saying you run. I'm not saying you run toward the gunfire necessarily. I don't know that everyone has a moral obligation to do that. But if if you know, if you know that that guy is within reasonable distance to you and he's killing people right now, and you're prepared to stop him, I I would hope that I would have the bravery to do that for the sake of those other people. Yeah. However, I don't think that you're a moral failure if you decide not to. I think the moral no, failure is the guy who's killing people. It depends on your level of proficiency. Like sure. it sounds like she is just becoming proficient with a firearm and that's all that i am in in a a walmart situation like i'm hiding unless he points the gun at me and then i'll shoot him yeah but like i'm not i'm not you know but you might actually be able to do something uh well uh, my handgun shot's not great but the point is i have a handgun and other people don't but in a home safety situation of course i heard sean hannity say the dumbest thing today he's like i have a bunch of of uh, non-lethal weapons and in a home invasion situation i would try to use those first because i don't want to kill anybody uh somebody breaks into your house um you shoot to kill you shoot to kill i I don't know i don't do i have to tell people this they're inside your house i would assume well here here's the counter here's the only counter um, and I don't have any dispute with anybody who makes that decision that if you're in my home uninvited, I'm assuming the worst and uh, asking questions later. However, good example. A friend of mine had too much to drink at a New Year's party one time when we were staying at uh, some condos and he went into a different condo thinking it was ours. It was not. There was a family there terrified, thinking there's an invader in their condo living room when it's just my idiot drunk friend. Now, yeah. 
thankfully, that guy didn't shoot him dead. I, I honestly yeah. would not. I would. It would be a terrible situation. I'd feel awful. But I would not actually blame that guy if he shot him dead. He didn't. But that's the only pushback I have on that is. That's true. There but are, I think when you have a home invasion, I understand these apartment mix ups. And it's, that exact situation has also happened to a friend of mine, too. Um, and the police got called and everything. I think he got charged with like breaking and entering. Mm. It was a big disaster. But if somebody's in my house in North Idaho, uh, there's no reason that they should be here. There's no innocent reason. Yeah, that I they suppose be here. that's different context. Like the condos look identical, um, like in a big apartment building, like with Amber Geiger, the cop who went into what she thought was right. her apartment. It's still crazy, but you you understand when things are identical how someone can absentmindedly and accidentally enter someone else's property. Yeah. Even um even my neighbor the other day, like <laughs> we were sitting and eating dinner, and like some car pulls up in the driveway. I'm like, who the hell is this? Because it was late at night. And I'm thinking, has Antifa finally come? Is it going down? And he starts walking up the driveway and he's like, oh, shit. (laughs) He realized it's not even his house. And he gets back in his car and goes over to his house. And I had to step out and kind of make fun of him, even though our houses aren't even the same color. So it does happen. But um, anyway, we're so far off the main question. I don't have a problem in the in the mass shooting context james i don't have a problem with what you're telling your wife at all uh i don't think that your wife has an obligation to save other people i think obviously saving herself and her children is her first priority i don't know okay let's talk about the elephant in the room here it's not her first priority james it's your first priority this is your job why is your wife doing your job which is home defense i think that's a fair question but i also think i also think uh, mom should be prepared. I think both people should be prepared. Yeah, but she's taking on like a. I put up with a lot of stuff from my husband because he can protect me when shit goes down. Hmm. Um, you know, and she's taking on a a hugely masculine role, like one of the primary roles of a father, as far as I'm concerned, which is protecting the family in a situation like this. And James might get there, and that's that's why I want to be as kind to James as possible. The people that are available, even though they have their own personal reservations, I gotta. Listen, he's been nudged. He's been nudged inch by inch throughout this process. And I think he's yeah. he's more he's he, coming along. He's closer to, to where he was bef- uh, uh, than he was at the or he's closer to where he needs to or where he doesn't need to be anywhere. James can be where he wants to be. But, you know, where I think is a good spot in, in terms of self-defense proficiency, he's headed that direction. So even if you take sort of an atypical route to get there, it's better to go there. A weird way That's true. than not Which at is all. why I'll ridicule him 10% less every time. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah. it's true. Like this, this question is moot because it's not the wife's job anyway. Um, hmm. uh, I actually missed one. Um, this is from Henry. Oh, I like your talk on life and death on Sunday. I do disagree that life being finite is what gives a value. And I think eternal life sounds fascinating. Ugh. But I wanted to ask each of you, what do you believe happens after you die? My view is that death is eternal oblivion and living forever is simply a preferable alternative to that. Um, I have, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, it's my hope that I, that there's some kind of afterlife that uh, is a positive for me that I don't burn in hell. I mean, that's also a possibility. I I have no idea. Um, I try to remain humble about it. I don't think that like, I'm going to live in eternal glory or anything like that because I'm a sinner and I don't know if God's going to forgive me. And I don't, I don't know if, uh, if, if that's even what happens. I mean, I have a lot of doubts surrounding this, 
But I don't get hung up on the eternal question because I think that time is something that is perceivable only really to us. Like in in a situation where there's eternity, there's there's as much time as there is as little time. Like I just think the concept of time ceases to exist in death. Mm. And so eternity, it's kind of a meaningless concept. I don't know. I and I, I just don't put a lot of thought to it because it to me it's it's sort of a great unknowable. And and that's not to say that I if people if if you're a person of faith and you believe you have a, a firm knowledge of this, that's great. Uh, I just I don't know that it's knowable, at least to me. All I know is that I have the certainty of today. And so I, I just try to live life as a good and prosperous person and make good use of each and every day. And I think if there is an afterlife, that if you live your life according to the rules of what make a person good and prosperous on this on the, in this world, then either nothing happens or there's probably some reward for that. I don't know, but I, I, I know that yeah. I know that living your life as one should in this world today um, is is what we're supposed to do is is what we're supposed to do. And perhaps yeah. there's something after perhaps not. But there's no downside to, to living a life that is good and prosperous in the moment. That's true. I still haven't decided if I'm going to be rewarded or punished from life for being horribly racist. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to pan out. So, <laughs> yeah. Blonde at the pearly gates. We'll see. Be like, listen, I must have guessed wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's, uh, um, right, it's going to be. Is... No, I'm going to pass on that. I had a. Oh, come on. I, no, I'm, I'm going to pass. Fine. <laughs> Mark says, Mark. Uh, do you have body armor? And have you seen the cost and lead times for body armor? Um, I do. And that is thanks to a generous gift from the audience like a year ago. Uh, I actually have some. I, I only have. Uh, well, actually, I'm not going to say what I have because I don't want people to know what I have. But I do have some. And uh, but I, so I haven't been I haven't tried to buy lately, but I'm sure it's insane. I'm sure it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. I have no idea what the lead times are. But just earlier today, I had a friend inquiring about building his own AR. He was looking at just uh, getting a lower. Even the lowers that I bought for my own build like two years ago, the lead time on those is eight to 12 month wait What? or just the lower catch us next year. If you want an AR lower. Okay. So I assume I, I'm sure armor is something close. Uh, this is free scones this is the last one. Uh, ASP always talks about the can I, should I, must I shoot paradigm? And I was thinking about that with Kyle. The only potential problem I have is whether he should have gone or not in the first place, not mm. legally or morally, but out of self-interest. Ah, we were just talking about this. Uh, he put himself at serious risk, and now his whole life has been turned upside down, even though this was a clear case of self-defense. Where do you think we should draw the line between protecting self-interest, avoiding situations like this, and protecting our communities? Mm. Alternative, let's actually take that first question. Um, that is the million-dollar question, right? Uh, I... I think that this is going to be an unpopular. I think that you have to evaluate what in life you have to lose. And this is dangerous because as we saw with Christchurch and I made an excellent video about this, you can check it out. Um, <laughs> Old time as sake. you saw, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as, as we have um, more and more men that don't have families that feel like they don't have communities that feel like they, they don't have a, a tribe that um, have nobody to take care of them that are disconnected from their parents because, you know, boomers shut the bed on this one. Um, 
we're going to have an increasing number of men that feel like they have nothing to live for. And so they they want to go out with a bang, like literally they, they want to go out with a bang. So, but I think it's also important to be like, I have my whole life ahead of me. I have a family I need to take care of. And I understand that protecting communities is important. I'm not cucking out. Um, and I do think that this kid, uh, this was a clear case of self-defense. And in many ways, I think that he's an American hero. But was it worth it for him? I mean, it, it depends on what happens, but he still has the moral weight of having killed somebody, even if they were pieces of shit and they attacked him first. Sure. That's got to be a hard thing to deal with. Um, and he might spend the rest of his life in jail and he's 17. The only so, counter I have, and I, and I can, I can agree that this might not have been a, a good calculation for Kyle Rittenhouse personally. However, if nobody takes the risk that he does, and this is what Laurel was talking about earlier. If nobody does, then all of a sudden everyone's self-interest is compromised, right. at least the entire city of Kenosha and beyond. So there's got to be someone to step up and say, I'm prepared to assume greater risk for myself to help mitigate the risk for everybody else here. And that's a personal choice that has to be made. And it's very admirable when it is made. So while I totally get that, that um, the calculation can sting you and maybe Kyle got stung. If nobody takes that sting, it comes for us all. So some, someone has to step up and do it. And I, I think yeah. that um, I think the proper balance there is I'm not going to anybody who decides that that risk is too great for them to accept. I'm not going to look at scorn upon uh, look at you with scorn necessarily, but I am going to look with great admiration at the people who decided they would take that hit on the behalf of on behalf of not only their self-interest, but the interest of of everybody else who is just looking out to protect themselves in the same way. But it was the proactive nature of this hmm. to reiterate. I still think that this was a clear case of self-defense and I don't care that these people are dead. And I think he's an American hero. However. Uh, he was proactive in that he he went to a place where there was active rights. Now, if these people had come to his house or his place of business, mm -hmm. I'd be like, rock on, like, no, no footnotes. Good for you. Um, but well, in this situation, you know, I, I just wonder if if I wonder if he thinks that this was worth it. Well, I and that situation can work. What you're talking about is a more precise self-defense where, listen, I only stick to my own place and my own interest. And if you show up, you done fucked up and you're going to pay the price. If everyone was prepared to do that, that would probably work. And maybe we're, maybe we're moving toward a society where people will be more prepared to do that out of necessity. Cause you never know when a roaming, a roaming mob is showing up to your house or your business. So you might as well be prepared for it. That I think that would be ideal where nobody actually has to be a step. Nobody has to step up to be a hero on someone else's behalf. Everyone is just prepared to defend their own interest if challenged. People but, are saying he worked there. Is that true? Well, he worked in Kenosha. I don't know if he worked on that specific block. People are saying he worked at that specific business. Maybe, uh, maybe he did work in that specific area. I don't know the geography of he worked as a lifeguard, right? So I don't know the geography of where his place of work is to the car dealership and the gas station that are at issue here. No, I know he worked in Kenosha, you guys, but did yeah. he work at that specific business? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not way. even saying he wasn't justified. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just asking the question if it was worth it for a 17 year old sure. to probably lose the rest of his life um, for this. Let's. Uh, yeah. And so I think we probably address the, the question as much as we can. We should probably move on to chat yeah. and close out. Thank you for the excellent questions, guys. Uh, you uh, you sent us down a lot of rabbit holes.
And thanks uh, ETC and Giggling Spy for supporting the show with some gifted subs over on DLive. That's much appreciated. Let's see what we got on Streamlabs. And then I had a, oh, I had a couple chats for you that I didn't want to. For- thanks for your patience, guys. Uh, oh, and we're caught up on Streamlabs. Just these, uh, the couple that I had over on YouTube. Um, don't worry about your husband, Blonde. All he needs is a good crayon cleanse and he'll come to his senses, says Bobby Cohn. But I don't know what a crayon cleanse is. No idea what that means. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see. Um, oh, Blonde, you could, uh, Russ said Blonde, you could look like Marilyn Monroe if you tried. What does that mean? I don't know if that means if you tried to look like Marilyn Monroe or if you just tried you, like, generally. Put in any <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he means tried to look like Marilyn Monroe. Uh, yeah. I'm too lazy for that. Yeah. All right. Um, I left off on YouTube with, let's see, I read Laurel's, and uh, okay, Shauna's second. So Shauna said, Mormons are uh, delivering sacrament to their worthy members at home. Sacrament is recommended uh, where there is a worthy male. We are doing Zoom lessons. So there's an option for you maybe. Laurel said that? Shauna said that. that. It's Shauna's second. And then Shotgun William or William? Uh, Cheesy pickup line. Did it hurt when you fell from heaven? Me to my ex-wife. Did it hurt when you fell from heaven? Satan. Did it? (laughs) Nice. Laurel says, uh, Facebook change of services because all major social media is planning a social media blackout on election day and several days after. They're going to shut it down for a few days. All of it. Really? Oh, poor baby. Okay, let me do a few more. Um, Tim Hammond says, my son told me he wanted to wear a mask to school this year. So when my wife told me to get him ready for his first day of school, I beat him up and took his lunch money. <laughs> thanks him for this. Thank him for well, this thanks, day. Tim's son. Hope you learned your lesson. Good dad right you. there. Thank you, man. Um, Graham Godfrey, U.S. Marshals rescue 13 kids. When did this happen? Was this from that big, that weird trailer that was full of children or whatever? What? That, I wonder if it's, I don't know the, I don't know the update on that. Um, Michael Anderson. I'll read the next two and then reality lobster. I can hear my baby freaking out. Uh, Michael Anderson. Blonde, if you fall down this evening, you're in luck. Your eyelashes will break your fall. Matt, your old credits music on your other channel always uh, was always ass? What, was I guess. Always... I don't know. I, I, you a mean on this channel, sass? you must be my solo video. I don't have another channel, but oh. um. But yeah, well, that's that's the other thing about music, too, is like there's no universal. I I like his music and I more than anything, I like continuity. So I like having the same the same thing over and over, whatever. I kind of went through that earlier when you were out. But um, but yeah, that's the thing about music, too. There's you you can't please everybody. It's not possible. Shanique was stunning and brave blonde regarding MILF. It's a case of each to their own. Some like throwing a sausage up a corridor. That is the most Australian thing I've ever heard. It's hot dog down a hallway in this country. If you're going to be on my compound, at least get your verbiage right. Um, Melbourne update, Melbourne update parliament yesterday passed a bill to extend state of emergency for six more. What? Oh my God. Okay. Um, Good luck. Okay. My baby's freaking out. Let me read this last one. That's for me. Brond from Reality Lobster, read your worship requirements while looking at pictures from the recent MLK march in DC and tell us how you feel. Uh, Matt, if Biden does not make it to November, who will be the new VP pick? Oh, that's an interesting question. As in Kamala replaces Biden, someone right. else replaces. Um, 
Who would they? I don't know. I, I guess I haven't thought that far ahead. I don't think Biden's going anywhere before the election. But I, as I've said this whole time, I don't think he serves a day as president of the United States either. He either loses the election or they win and he's out and some and Kamala's in or some weird shift. I don't think we've seen anything yet. But who yeah. who um, I don't know. Who, uh, you know, Hillary's not done yet. Never, never count out Hillary to find a way to uh, get into power. So I, I, I'll, I'll put uh, Hillary as a dark horse person to to get into some position of power sometime soon or try to yep okay, i'm gonna go feed the baby she's freaking out downstairs okay uh and uh, i doubt i'll be back by the time you finish you have like 10 left all right well thank you for the stream oh, and uh thank have, you guys have a good night and all right bye guys thank you for thank you for letting me feed my baby i really appreciate it um okay all right i'll see you guys on sunday sounds good Appreciate your patience, guys. Uh, and I'll get through these last chats. We'll call it a night. Uh, Long Don John says uh, a bunch of people have been arrested in Melbourne over the last week for attending or organizing peaceful protests against the lockdown with no such thing happening uh, to a BLM protest back in June. I, I saw the stories, at least of this mom having her home raided to be arrested about uh, lockdown protests. I got to look at that story because I haven't checked into this in full. So I will. Uh, Polaris says, can we send you outro suggestions to the uh, to the podcast email address or your email address. As much as I appreciate the um, the offerings that are going on, I, I'm I'm trying to work something out with the guy who sent me this awesome music the other day. So uh, it's possible that I may change my mind, but I I think I'm kind of set in terms of who I'm going to work with. So I appreciate the offerings, and you're you're welcome. To, if you're making music, you're welcome to send it to my inbox, and I'll have a look. Um, I just don't know that uh, I, I, I've kind of got something in the works right now. So I think I'm set and moving in that direction. That's it. W whatever you're making, I'm always uh, open to have a look at it. So thank you for that. And, and you can send it to my personal inbox linked in all of my video descriptions. Reality Lobster says, oh, sorry, that's the one we read. Gre Greg Olson says, check out Bobby Lopez at bobbylopez.me and his podcast called The Big Brown Gadfly. He's a former homosexual raised by two lesbians who is now a Christian heterosexual. Great views on left and right. Well, that's certainly a life story right there. Uh, yeah, I'll check it out. Michael Anderson also says, it just occurred to me that remote learning completely facilitates implementation of school vouchers. Just saying, one would think, one would think that that, that, that maybe you'd have some more choice options, but I, that's not the direction that it's going to go because no matter what, we have to limit choice, particularly in schools. You have one choice and it's what the state says you can have. Probably A, not Z. Just because I realized I've been consuming your content for years and haven't donated ever, please excuse my uh, unintentional... <laughs> Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, very much appreciated. Thanks for tuning in as long as, as long as you have. I see you trying to slip by Susan there. I have to just... Uh, I have to be careful. John Martin. Do you think uh, we could convince Drew Brees that the police killed a black man named Lon Jackie and get him to... Put it on his helmet. I don't understand. Uh, that joke is actually over my head. So you might trick me into putting that on. I, I don't understand the joke. So maybe uh, I would be duped as well. Thank you, sir. Better, Better Call Hall LLC says, uh, would you both do a show going through the greatest 2020 memes if you show them on screen and then discuss it would be epic? Well, I've always left kind of uh, meme reviews and meme breakdowns to the pros at that sort of thing. I've never considered myself a, a big meme aficionado or a meme breakdown expert. 
I think the closest thing we might get to that I like to do, I certainly enjoyed after 2016, was going back through the election cycle and and giving a I will remember you uh, tribute to all the people who are part of the campaign who you'll never see again. All the all the women that the Democrats throw up to accuse others of sexual assault in years past are all those weird characters that assuredly are going to be entering the scene here in September and October with all sorts of grandiose claims that you'll never hear from again. That's that's probably as close as I get to on the on that front of kind of like year in review sort of thing. Long Dong John says, uh, he was a skater boy. Kyle said, see you later, boy. Shot through the heart. Kyle's not to blame. Buddy, you give skaters a bad name. There were a lot of good Bon Jovi memes. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't know about any Avril Lavigne ones, but certainly Bon Jovi. Ovid says, y'all is actually a really great word. I'm from New Jersey and use it all the time. One person doesn't commit... <laughs> One person doesn't commit 50% of the crime. Y'all do. (laughs) Okay. Well, Susan says that one's fine. Rocky Mountain Monk. The reason working out makes people more conservative is that it raises your testosterone and the resulting fat loss reduces your estrogen. Yeah, I don't doubt there's some um, biological, uh, physiological reasons too, in addition to just the mindset that it kind of puts you in as well. John Martin says it's y'all. Is the oh, all y'all is the p- plural of y'all? Yeah, I think that's that's correct as far as I've heard it. Y'all is not commonly said around uh, my neck of the woods, to be honest. Andy Morrison says it was truly a pleasure talking to you both. Fun fact: I did the whole call from the mobile app. I was sure it wasn't going to work. Happy it did. Well, glad to hear from you. And every once in a while, Discord is successful in that. So that's good to hear. Quantum Football says I didn't realize that Blonde loves to wear Michael Schleck's <laughs> Michael Sch. Lex Yarmulk, Yamika, on uh, on her eyelashes. I don't know. I don't even. <laughs> I, I don't. I had no. I I I hadn't. I was not a party to the to the eyelash decision tonight. Jason Bolt says, "Doesn't Batman have more pressing issues such as dealing with the real life supervillain villains like George Soros, Nancy Pelosi, or even his fellow New Yorker Chuck Schumer?" Yeah, I don't know. He he does have a lot of uh, scum and villainy to fight in that part of the country. I'm not allowed to go to New York anymore because Andrew Cuomo says, uh, if Montanans go to New York, we have to self quarantine despite the fact that his state has 16 times as many coronavirus deaths per capita as mine. It's very unsafe if I were to go to New York, which is fine because I don't give a shit. I have no desire to go to New York. Mr. Gold Ember says, Matt, you should totally snip out the blonde, the audio of blonde saying, Oh my, and add that to the soundboard when she is uh, going maleficent uh anyway i don't know that's the word you meant anyway um also i think voting should be tied to military service similar to mandatory service in israel well uh maybe i to me it's not on the topic of of voting i i'm not i'm not as concerned with compulsory service to country as i am concerned with the fact that voting has just become a, a legalized mechanism to take from other people so I don't think that that's a, an, an unreasonable idea, but it doesn't get at the heart of the problem to me. The heart of the problem is voting to take. It's voting to steal. And uh, so it's more, while service is certainly admirable, I, I, I want to remove that sort of uh, structure or incentive. But I hear where you're coming from. Marbo also says, uh, oh, sorry, uh, Marbo 93 has two. Christianity is the fundamental groundwork for any moral society, not freedom. Secularists don't even realize the degree to which their ideas of morality are actually rooted in Catholic doctrine. That said, America was founded on Protestant values, which itself is already a deviation from the Catholic Church. 
liberty is the reward for upholding the word of Christ. Without that, no nation can prosper. Well, I certainly, um, while I'm not necessarily Catholic myself, obviously I believe in a set of objective moral truths about the world that are um, not only shouldn't be deviated from, but they are at some level a prerequisite for, for true freedom. If you are truly free, it means you are free to go about your life as you see fit, so long as you are not violating those rights of other people and breaching that objective moral code. So if, if you have no, if you have no uh, set of morality with which to operate, with which to be free, that means I'm just free to go and violate your rights as much as I want. In that arrangement, you're not free. You are, in fact, victimized by the aggression of another person. So I get what you're saying, that there's got to be a moral structure that pre-exists or, or allows liberty to happen, allows liberty to exist. I, I'm with you. Um, I, I just don't know that. I'm Obviously, my religious journey is a thing that's in, in progress. So maybe I'll learn more about Catholic teachings. Maybe not. I don't know. But I'm with you on the themes for sure. Aleda says, can a 90 IQ individual spend a lifetime on a topic and get far ahead of someone two standard deviations above them? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know how that would break down. Uh, certainly like, if you're a highly intelligent person, you have the ability to grasp concepts quickly. So if you're a, a less intelligent person in theory, maybe you could achieve a high level of expertise about a particular topic. Might take you longer to get there. I don't know how all that breaks down, but uh, Curious Dan also is talking about IQ. IQ strongly correlates to G factor, which strongly correlates to reaction time. We often call someone who learns physical skills fast a genius uh, and intelligence without reasoning. Okay, so maybe there's there's more to it. Um, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe ability to acquire skill, whether that 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 skill is mental or related to thought processes or not. Uh, Tiger Bear says, "Hey y'all, I've been doing my psych PhD program, and we had to share our intersectionality and privilege points. And I said we should add two parent households as an actual privilege." Prof said, "I should." Prof said, "I should." shouldn't assume people have two parents. Well, that's really the problem. And it's really the only privilege that matters. Uh, yeah. Two parent households, um, should be the norm. Uh, yeah, but, uh, that's, that's uh, bigotry. Apparently the latest one on free will and the choice to be bad. There are clear signs of psychopathy that can be identified in children who will go on to be murderers. We are clearly nature and nurture. I think that nature is often drastically understated. Well, I suppose maybe there, it's it's certainly possible that there's uh, a predisposition to that sort of thing, and that there's I, I can't I, I'm not saying that there's no such thing as a person who may have some sort of condition, some sort of mental condition that may predispose them to act in immoral ways. But even um, well, even that is a even that is an interesting question itself. Like defense by reason of insanity is a thing. Why? Because that person, in theory, lacks the capability to distinguish between right and wrong therefore there wasn't really a right and wrong um that's kind of the theme of what we're getting at are, are we all effectively innocent by reason of insanity or do we actually have the capacity to reason through right and wrong in terms of moral treatment to each other i think we do i i think we have the capacity to make those choices generally speaking not 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 necessarily everybody but uh generally speaking i think humans do ken patsu says Come on, Kyle was defending a used car dealership. The most ethical of businesses <laughs> was the payday loan place already being guarded. Uh, he sought out a situation um, 
he found he's a doofus and hurt the two a. I I can't go as far as that last statement. Um, he sought out the situation he found, but how? I mean, what what was he doing that was wrong prior to being attacked? He was trying to put out a fire. I I, I also can't grant the premise that simply open carrying is um is finding the situ- or is finding the situation that you sought out. Um, that that's too far for me, and uh, I think we can debate whether or not it's a wise decision, but I don't grant the premise that he went there looking for trouble. I, I think he went there looking to serve the community. I think all signs point to that. So uh, I, I just, I just don't, I just don't agree that he's a doofus, but, but you're certainly entitled to that. Let's see. Uh, maybe just a couple more and we'll call it a night. Um, Lon Jaki clarification from John Martin. I still don't, I still don't understand the joke, man. You're going to have to explain this one to me in detail. That one is over my head, but we will call it there. I think we're all caught up. Thank you guys over on D live. Thank you on uh Streamlabs, And thank you guys on YouTube as well. We will call it a show. And of course we will be back with you on Sunday to talk through all the week's news. Once again, uh, I, I very much enjoyed this news cycle about um, Nancy Pelosi and her mask-free episode at the hair salon in San Francisco. The other thing I want to talk about, too, is um, I'm very interested to find out what's going on with Joe Rogan's podcast and the missing episodes. Is it actual censorship over at Spotify, or is it just um, some kind of mistake, some kind of accident, and the episodes are to come later? Maybe we'll have some clarification by Sunday, but I want to talk about it. See you then. Actually, you know what I just realized before I sign off? I can't play that song. That's a no-no song. That song is uh, is banned by my friend. So <laughs> I need a song to replace that one too. Have a good night.